All right. This podcast is sponsored by Urban Artifact. <laughs> I wish. Studios. We got to get some sponsors. <laughs> um, These are 8 and 10% over here. Oh, wow. Ooh, nice. Yeah. Mine's a 9.9. .9? What is this Imperial stuff? It's either 9 or 9 point something. But, but yeah, I don't know. I like the Voodoo Ranger. It's a... Uh, uh, in fact, if we ever have to work on any sponsors, I, I walked into the uh, open pantry on Blue Mound because I was driving and this was in a fucking blizzard snowstorm. But I was driving by and I saw um, everybody's going super slow. And that's the reason I saw it. They had a Voodoo Ranger poster. And I was always thinking, man, it'd be cool to get a Voodoo because I don't know if you guys are familiar with Voodoo Ranger, but no, that, that, that yeah. skeleton logo mm -hmm. looks like this guy. Yeah. But he's different on all their different brews. And I was like, it'd be super cool if they made a poster that had all their different, um, you know, costumes of this guy and uh so i was driving by this open pantry on blue mountain and they had one with maybe like five of his different heads and i walked in there and i said do you guys ever you know get get rid of these do you just like give them to people because you know back in the day like video stores would would give you their their posters and shit yeah yeah right me. right and he goes yeah sometimes but uh, sometimes they want them back and i said well can i give you my name and number and if you decide to take that down and they haven't asked for it back and i have it and he was he was nice and he took it and everything but this was like i don't know two months ago now and i haven't heard but it's still in the window so maybe <laughs> maybe it's gonna happen but like, hey, hey, remember me? the, uh, the voodoo <laughs> ranger post <laughs> my first question for romero is i was gonna say did you did you like chuck norris growing up uh you know I, he's Dude, one of those guys yes who, I, I know he's sort of start with evil Dead, as a kid but, uh, yeah i thought i, I think i, I drank know, the chuck norris kool-aid like if uh he's yeah he's one of your guys or uh, like i was saying i mean to, he's not one of my guys he's fringe but <laughs> yeah i was saying to peter i didn't we watched a uh, silent rage for this podcast about um i don't know what was that it's it's one of our, coming up on probably a year yeah it was one of our earlier ones yeah yeah, and uh, that's the first Chuck Norris movie I've actually sat. I've sat down and watched in. Uh, I don't. I don't even know how long he was. Just not a guy. I, yeah, I grew up with, and um, I didn't really check for him like that until like I didn't realize he'd done as many movies as he has. Like I remember him getting his ass kicked by Bruce Lee, <laughs> right. and at first I didn't even realize that was him. But you know, like years ago, what was that? Was that Enter the Dragon? Was, uh, yeah, he was in Enter the Dragon. Um, I don't, I don't think it's Enter the Dragon. It's a uh... Fist of Fury, then? Or? Fist of Fury might be, yeah. Fist yeah. of Fury. Oh, it's but, not um, Enter the Dragon? No. Not with Morris, no. Hmm. Shows what I know. Bruce but, Lee um, was never one of my guys, either. I don't know why. I mean, that's probably shameful to, to say, especially for a <laughs> guy who came up on Steven Seagal. But, you know. <laughs> yeah. Can we? Can we? Because we know where Seagal's at honored. now, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I own I own several of his post-Under um, Siege era movies. Oh, yeah? Do you they, like uh, Maximum yeah. Conviction with uh, Stone Cold? That's my favorite one of his. Uh... Yeah, is that the one where they're? Uh, he's always an operative. Yeah. Well, and... no, this one. That's that. Right. Those all kind of suck because all he really does is sit in a chair and like talk and doesn't do anything. This one is a uh, Michael Pere is in it. He takes over a prison uh, and uh, him and Stone Cold have to go. Uh, you know, infiltrate this prison. It's not real regarded, but I really don't know why because of all his like kind of post. Uh, direct to DVD movies. It's the one that 
he doesn't look as much like shit. He kind of moves a little bit. It's got like a, it's got like a classic, um, you know, sort of. It, it's it's a prison uh, under siege in a prison, right. if you will, you know. And um, he's good in it. Uh, Stone Cold's good in it. The, the fights are good in it. I I think it's one of his better. I mean, it's a it's a shitty cheap movie, but it's of all those shitty cheap movies he made. It's it's one of the movies like it, it, it rises to the. You got to put urban. Urban Justice on your plate. Oh, yeah, yeah, I like Urban Justice. Oh, is that the one? Oh, with, yeah, yeah. Who's in that? Who's the? Is it Ja Rule or something? No, no that's half it's uh, Eddie Griffin. Oh, Eddie Griffin, right? Yeah, right. this yeah, is. Yeah. <laughs> and they, my favorite part is they have a Chrysler 300, and literally they must have wrecked a bunch, or the like the rental agreement ran out because they used no less than three different trim levels of the car, <laughs> even though it's supposed to be the same car. And this is right around the time he he kind of gave up on moving a lot, like yeah. And he uses this accent. It was like somebody was like, hey, Steven, uh, all right, we need you to imitate a white man. It was almost like the Robert Downey Jr. Um, in a, in a Tropic Thunder because he uses this weird ass. He's like, who killed my son? Right. And I'm like, right, right. you don't talk oh, no. like that. What His accents doing? are insane, especially in, in Out for those, Justice. As, uh... Well, not even no. That I mean, that's nothing compared to his uh, direct to DVD, and, and it gets worse as he goes Man, along. Really? So they're they're absolution. It's like <laughs> he's he's benevolently rescuing like a prostitute in. Oh yeah, I he's always benevolently like... rescuing a prostitute. There's always some like stripper prostitute, somebody <laughs> who he has like a horrible, awkward sex scene with, you know. <laughs> <laughs> one of them is called a good man. Like he ran oh, yeah, out of, he started running yeah. out of titles. Yeah, there was one called a dangerous man, I believe. <laughs> a dangerous man. <laughs> I stopped after half. My favorite part of our. Oh, oh right. my yeah. god! Yeah, that's because you're what just a, you're just a theatrical. Yeah, I know. Fan. You gotta get on our <laughs> right. And you gotta come on over to the maid from. He must yeah. have been trying to work his way out of a debt or something. Because man, he churned these things out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, him and Willis were pumping. Yeah, well, yeah, Willis Willis at least had a little bit of an excuse for it, I think. Excuse yeah. for it, right. As we found out. But, yeah, Seagal, I mean, it, it made sense. You know, he was never, you know, he, he started gaining weight and all this stuff. And he obviously wasn't going to work out or take some acting classes or do whatever he had to do to, <laughs> right, to be better right. than, he, than he was. So once his star started falling, it was just, you know, it, it's, it's a shame because his first seven movies or so are as good as anybody's yeah. first. I, be, I was a believer. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. I had grown up. Seagal was my guy, but you say you were a shaman. Okay. I believe you, Steven. <laughs> right, whatever. Even, yeah. Even if it was yeah. all bullshit, even if people are like, Oh, you know, he never competed and all these other guys can kick his right. ass. He, it worked on screen. I mean, he was super fucking uh, fun. Right. To watch. Ron and I saw exit wounds three times in one day on its opening day. <laughs> oh yeah. The day it came out, we were so Same stoked theater. for a new Seagal yeah. movie. Like, yeah. yeah. Just snuck around the theater. <laughs> In yeah. between movies, snuck around the theater. Yeah, we watched part of that movie with like Ed Harris, where he's a German sniper or something. Oh yeah, in between time, <laughs> enemy at the, the gates. Yeah, enemy yeah. at the gates. Yeah, <laughs> waiting for the next exit wow. to start. <laughs> that's a pull. Wow. I pulled that shit out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, uh, right. I mean, that's that was like our Avatar or next yes. fucking Marvel movie <laughs> exactly. or whatever. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, wait, wait. Okay, so back to Chuck Norris. Yeah, I, yeah he was. I know, right? He was never, uh, you know, necessarily one of my I guys, but I, I, uh, I'm, I'm glad I'm starting. But, but I thought he was funny because he's he he's one of those guys who had like a cartoon and action figures and all this shit, kind of like Mr. T, and it wasn't really based on 
a, a thing. It was just him. So it was no. like the yeah. Chuck Norris figure or the uh, the the Chuck Norris cereal, but it, it wasn't. It wasn't like the Lone Wolf McQuaid cereal, and and Mr. T wasn't right. the BA. It was just like his, him. He, <laughs> him. he was the thing. But but also like Stallone was a thing, and Schwarzenegger was a thing, and they didn't have a cereal or an action. figure. You had a Rambo action right. figure, and you probably had a you know Terminator action figure. But th- it, it's I, just weird how Norris was like just a guy, like just Norris, and, you know. And I think it was a thing just because it was a thing. If I, I'm, I'm not exaggerating when I say like over the last few months. Within the last few months, I read an um, an article about it and how the cartoon tanked and it was just generic tropes and yeah. borderline racist because the, the toys or whatever. Yeah, but anyway, um, so uh, yeah, I, well, we said we we're going to start with Evil Dead, but since we're talking about Chuck Norris, maybe we should just start with Peter. Yeah, you got to just dive right in, just to do. Yeah, no, I'm good with that. Always... <laughs> All right, so lean into it. All right, well, here before we get get too far ahead here, let me just say this is a podcast called The Big Four O with Ron and Peter. I'm Ron. I'm Peter. <laughs> Every week we discuss a movie that came out this date forty years ago. So we're going back to April fifteenth of nineteen eighty three, and we're doing uh, Lone Wolf McQuaid and The Evil Dead. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, like I said, we don't we don't have to be too uh, uh, beholden to any sort of uh, script here. We can just kind of dive in and say whatever we want to say. But I I start by asking Peter. Um, you know, well, first of all, let me introduce our guest. We got Romero here. Romero, thanks for being here. Like I was hello, saying, hello. For coming it's, by, it's awesome. I appreciate it. It's awesome having. It's an honor, fellas. Yeah, I don't know about that, but it's, <laughs> it's awesome having a guest. Uh, we we had one other one, and I would I would probably rate. We had we had my buddy Casey on for Videodrome, and I would think that's one of our better episodes, just because we had somebody else to kind of play off of, and um, you know, I wasn't completely stuck. <laughs> ramshackling my way through it, unlike our specialist episode, which. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That, that one almost ended the podcast because I was just. <laughs> <laughs> we persevered through no, it. No, it was, it was fine. It was fine. It's it's a fun one to listen to, but uh, not one that I'd want to. <laughs> Still got to get access to the. Put in my head. Yeah, I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna find them. I'll share them with you. I don't know. We're uh, we're still waiting for the first episode where I'm just like, hey, this is this is the one where we can finally you know tell everybody that we we have a podcast. And we know what we're doing, but uh, we'll we'll see we'll see how it goes. No no pressure, Romero. No. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh. So yeah. Anyway. Uh, uh, we drew in Lone Wolf McQuaid, The Evil Dead. We're talking about Chuck Norris. Let's just start with Lone Wolf McQuaid. Um, now, a little, just back up a little bit. Both you guys were at my place for a Halloween party, and Peter and I had just uh, started attempting to record these pods, but uh, hadn't posted any yet. And we said uh, we'd get you on at some point. And here we finally mm-hmm. are. I think the idea was to wait until we got really good at this, or at least, you know, better than before I, and dragging anyone else into it so that's that's the reason it, it took so long <laughs> no I, I i appreciate it like i, I thought that was one of those like drunk like yeah we should do this sometimes <laughs> yeah and, and well lo and behold you when you i was like yes <laughs> well peter uh if you remember i, I the this I was talking about or thinking about this. Our gestation of this was probably about a year ago. I think it was sometime in April a year ago. I, I texted yep. you and I was like thinking about doing a podcast. Let's try this out. And then I was like moving and all the shit was kind of going on. And the, you know the kids had the summer off. And I was like, that's not a good time to start it. Let's just like plan for the fall. And um, we recorded our first episode in August. I think it was like August twenty second. Yeah, right. I believe. Yeah, towards the end of August. Yep. 
Yeah, we did Cat People and Death Wish 2, and I still haven't posted that episode <laughs> because, you know, it's 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 rough. But also, I haven't gone back and listened to it either. But we did a bunch of episodes before we ever posted one. We didn't post anything until Christmas. So we did, you know, I don't know, probably eight to to 10 before we finally posted right. something um there's one lost episode in there we did friday the 13th part three and fast times at ridgemont high i, I believe were the wow. two on that. and i have no idea what happened to it it just it just went poof and i'm sure i accidentally deleted the file and uh you know by the time i had already cleared out the original recording and all that when i realized it was missing and, and i'm upset about that because friday the 13th three yeah. that was one of the first movies i remember seeing in the theater oh, really? yeah Really? That was th- that was the three D one, right? Yes, it was. Uh, yeah, yep. With the guy sort of. in the handstand. Yeah. <laughs> what right. they what they consider the, yeah. quote. <laughs> right, right. It's also three D on the DVD, but uh, also you know just sort of. But yeah. <laughs> um, but well, anyway, I, yeah. I I don't know what happened to that one, but I've been going back and posting some of those early ones as you know what we call sort of bonus episodes, um, and it right. just kind of you know fills in the blanks and, and spots where we where we don't have a new movie, but. Um, Anyway, uh, we posted our first episode of Christmas. Uh, we, we did this kind of special Christmas episode with a countdown of our top 10 Christmas movies. Uh, I don't know, Peter, you remember that one? I do. <laughs> we basically just pick shit like Lethal Weapon and Die Hard, and, you know, it's not... Right. <laughs> uh, Romero, off the top of your head, you got five uh, Christmas movies that you'd consider your uh, your favorite? Man. Um, yeah, I throw Die Hard in the ring just because um, mm-hmm. it is a Christmas movie. For whatever reason, I'm starting to think some of the Star Wars movies are considered Christmas movies, too, because they happen to just play them nonstop. Oh, yeah? Um, yeah, I, I mean, it's just it's just a trend I'm noticing. Um, I, I mean, I think they play it uh, during yeah, every holiday, the marathon, now that I think about it. But, around the holidays, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right, right. All taught, and yeah, Star Wars. But, um, man, uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, yeah. uh, definitely top. That was on both of our lists, I believe. Yep. Ah, shit. uh... Sorry to push on the spot. Peter, do you remember our top five? No, it's fine. That's a great question. Well, here, maybe we'll jar your memory. but uh, Mine was... Yeah, yeah, go ahead. No, I don't have mine in front of me. Go ahead. Well, you don't have to have it in front of you. I can just think Die Hard 2, Home Alone, Home Alone 2. Um, Yep. Die Hard 2 was both of our number ones. Uh, Lethal Weapon was both in our top tens. Uh, any that others? was my number two, yeah, I think. In there too. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. I think mine was Die Hard 2, 1, Lethal Weapon 2. I think Die Hard was 3. You didn't have Die Hard on there, right? You decided just to leave it I, off. I, right, I just two did 2, right. Representing. Yep. Yeah, that makes sense. And then I think I had like Gremlins and, I don't know, Christmas Vacation or something. Yeah. Maybe around the top five. Yeah, we also Gremlins, had a Christmas. Gremlins, yeah, those are... We had uh, Batman Gremlins Returns, sure. too. Batman Returns, yeah. Home Alone. <laughs> um I had a He-Man and She-Ra Christmas. <laughs> I had Rudolph. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, yeah, you had the Rudolph. Yeah, Rudolph. Yeah. Yeah. She thinks I'm cute. Yeah, yeah that. like, yep. that's right. I, um, so many. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I'd fill in the top five based on everything yeah. that you guys are saying. Um, yeah, the more I think about it, um, shit. But I don't know if I could boil it down to, like, a top sure. one. But those, like, everything I mentioned is my top five for sure. Yeah. We also had, uh, we we made room for a couple classics, like, you know, It's a Wonderful Life yeah. and uh, 
white Christmas and you know, stuff like, or at least we mentioned them, you mm-hmm. know, and I think, I think we really went down the list. I, I Googled, you know, Christmas movies and alternate Christmas movies. And even the ones that didn't make our top 10, we talked about shit like long kiss, good night. And, uh, I don't know. Oh yeah. And then there was shit like Christmas with the cranks and, you know, stuff that is actually terrible. Yeah. But yeah. Dropped it in there. Four Christmases. <laughs> Yeah. That so, so anyway, we had that Frosty. we had that episode, and that that was like the first one we we posted. So um, anyway, uh, and then one of our earlier episodes, like we said, was Silent Rage with uh, Chuck Norris, and that's the first Chuck Norris movie I actually sat down and watched. And you know, it's thanks to this podcast. And Lone Wolf McQuaid is going to be the the second one. And I've seen a bunch of them on TV over the years as a kid, but I I don't I couldn't tell you a time where I like walked into video store said. I'm picking up this Chuck Norris movie and, and watching it and something about him just never, never got into when I was younger, but uh, silent rage is batshit insane and and kind of fun and and crazy. And uh, uh, lone wolf McQuaid, uh, I don't know what you guys thought about it, but I, I was pleasantly fucking Ah, surprised by it. Uh, I, no, go ahead. I, I don't want to, because I have so much shit. You're the the guest, man. Go ahead. You're the guest of honor. He, he he was light years ahead of his time. Um, <laughs> it, it, and I just remember, I, I think the first movie I remember him being in was, and it seems like he it was a one-off of, remember S- Sylvester Stallone and Cobra? Like he had the... Remember it? The, I got the fucking post on my wall, man. <laughs> but the gun, like, it was like a 45, like a 40, like a Desert Eagle with like a scope on it. Like, no, it was just, uh, it was like a 45, just a basic, uh, you know, 45. Uh, well, uh, Chuck Norris, I think, had a movie with that same like cover like you know emulating that and and so i was like okay he's a one-off like he, yeah. this is, he was the i think it was invasion yeah, usa because yeah. he's yeah. standing there yeah. with the yeah, 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 yeah. Like yeah. That. Yeah, yeah, huge yeah. cover yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> the clamshell yes. it, was so, <laughs> it, was, it was so funny though because like looking at it like the first thing I, I brought up was that damn ram charger and i'm like ah okay yeah. i see where this is going because it was unnecessarily dirty i'm like i see the angle well hey i'll I'll, for a lot of these tropes i'll mention we're talking about canon movies uh, the the golan globus uh you know canon uh, (laughs) invasion usa cobra um those are all that this one and silent rage are not but you would not know it this is one of those movies that (laughs) when i start watching i'm like is this a is this a canon film is this a golan globus production and and it's not but it's (laughs) just like silent rage and a lot of these other ones it's it's canon adjacent it's got the same vibe the same masters feeling. of the universe <laughs> yeah all right what well, i loved seeing the uh the orion logo which is almost just as close in terms of yeah right like quality that you're about quality. to get yeah. Yeah. you know yeah. what you're going to get right yeah yeah this was yeah this was pre uh walker texas ranger yeah. uh even though everyone yep. calls him ranger i mean you can play a drinking game with which uh-huh. time somebody says <laughs> I'm going to say Ranger. Ranger? Yeah. Hey, Ranger. I was like, okay. Yeah. Now we know where it originated. Yeah. I was like, okay. Is that, that a thing, like, like uh, yeah. officer or detective? You think people just call them Ranger? Ranger? I, probably. <laughs> maybe. It's right? a different uh, world, man. I wouldn't I know. I swear to God, in that movie. <laughs> Especially in the 80s. I yeah, exactly. Those guys were like heroes. <laughs> and I started going, like, wait, which people are actually Mexican and which was <laughs> yeah. are, aren't? Because it was like they forced, like, the. The uh, the Spanish into it like well, Norris is slightly racist like, in this, as are many of the bad guys. But right. the bad guys, you expect it. But some of the shit Norris says is not <laughs> any better. And it's just like, is he what supposed is to be a complex, complicated 
care. He's like this semi-alcoholic who drinks four percent beer, apparently, and like, right. you know, dumps it apparently on himself. Apparently, pearl like, beer too. Yeah. What? <laughs> oh, I got thoughts. <laughs> Let's not <laughs> jump too far ahead. I've got, I've got a paragraph of notes about about <laughs> Sorry. <you drinking>. But, <laughs> but, but I, like, I, I just think it's funny how like... we don't know exactly what his. Uh... <laughs> I, I, I don't know if it's supposed to be funny know. or if he's supposed to be slightly racist. And we're like, oh, this guy needs redemption. Or if this was just 1983, <laughs> nobody cares about calling Mexicans, <laughs> you know, like wetbacks. Well, with their right. He, he, he play, I, what I took from it is, like, the beginning is, uh, this is a man who plays by his own you know? rules. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> so the, the Standing at the run. top of yeah. the room. Yeah. Now I got a question. Have you, it, Ron, you hadn't seen this movie before? Had not. No, well, I thought I remember. Yeah, yeah. Me I, had, I heard that video cover was always very memorable, and I used to, I used to yeah. think, I bet this movie's kind of kick ass, and I just never got around to seeing it. But Mary, you said you had seen it right before. Oh no, no, I, I've seen, I probably have seen a okay. scene of it, but I still wasn't sure. Honestly, like I'm still trying to like figure out because I, I'm almost positive, and at the beginning of the movie, I'm like, wait, that. The Ramos dude, uh, what his name ended up being? Oh, Ko. I'm like, was he in Billy Jack? And then I'm like, <laughs> this sort of seems like a Billy a Billy Jack redo. Like, yeah. The, well, that that was the thing in the eighties. Like, like these guys just played the same <laughs> fucking role, like over and over again, slightly different in you know different movies. And, uh, yeah. Well, well, this movie's big, obviously. Uh, uh, whatever you want to call it, homage is to spaghetti westerns. Yeah. I mean, it starts out with that. Oh yeah, yeah. You can tell by the music. Yeah, yeah. the music is total Nino Marconi. You know that no. type of thing. And then um, th- there's also just the, the the thousand yard stairs and the close ups of the eyes and and it's it's completely yeah. pedestrian. It's like if you and I made a, a, a movie that was supposed <laughs> yeah. to be like oh yeah <laughs> yeah it's borrow that yeah give me that Ennio Morricone soundtrack yeah, or, yeah. exactly yeah with the fact but uh <laughs> you know they they do a good job of it's it's funny you know this is a movie clearly made in, in 1983 clearly on a on a yep. a budget of probably certain uh lowness yeah <laughs> i don't know <laughs> actually i usually look up the the box office versus the uh, thing and i haven't done it for this yet i'll do it while we're talking and, and we can go through it but um yeah you, you can tell it's just they're they're I, I don't know if they're truly uh paying homage to that in a way they want to or if they're stumbling or if this is just the 1982 version of that like it's hard to watch these movies 40 years later because you don't know if right if this was just yeah if this was cool for the time (laughs) then they did a great job but uh, if it's just lazy uh shoehorning in these other sort of ideas did people in 1983 think you know this is i'm not i'm rolling with it I'm rolling with Chuck Norris did not walk away from that movie thinking that it was not cool. Oh no, no, no! I think I think everybody involved did what they wanted to do with this. I'm just wondering if, at the end of the day, it was successful or, or considered successful. Now, critics are are oh, you mean right, right. lukewarm to this, and and that makes sense because it's still just kind of a dumb Chuck Norris movie. But in terms of them making it, do they think they were making a, a true? Uh, modern day homage to the spaghetti western. I assume. I, I don't I mean, think anyone's like, yeah, this movie is fucking stupid. Irony wasn't a thing back then, right? They weren't. There wasn't this no, thing where we're like, they're this Quentin Tarantino grindhouse shit where they're like, oh, we're gonna right. do Seven our, our kind of funny send up of this. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Like, I, right. I think they. Thought, and when you put it that way, yeah, I think they thought they were 
you know, doing something, you know, uh, uh, now that said, there's that fucking scene right at the beginning where Norris is doing like target practice and it's hilarious. He's like rolling around on the floor and he gets a, like a bigger gun. Like, uh, like it cuts to like something getting shot. And the next thing you know, he's holding like a bigger gun and he's like, and, he just woke up. and the way he turned every yeah. single time. Yeah. Right. He just woke up. And he's, and he, <laughs> but it's, it's, it's I mean, awesome. I'm not, yeah, I'm not even talking no, shit about this. It. It, it's an, yeah. Yeah. That is an it, awesome, it, awesome it scene. Me. And and it's twenty seconds. It one hundred percent should be like a meme that people just like share around on right. on Twitter right. and stuff. It's, it's an amazing. Hey, but you amazing. you see it pay dividends though when he when he showed up uh, to stop the horse wranglers because all the dudes who were standing in <laughs> random spots along the mesa. Right. <laughs> he he hits everybody as per hero <laughs> rules and nobody hits him. It's like a water hose. He's Literally nobody thought to shoot that. spraying that shit like a water hose and hitting everybody at all right. times. <laughs> right. The the dude invites him down. Yeah, from- what is that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my fucking God. Like, yeah. that's at the toe. And when they show, like, the, the bodies, like, just strewn across oh yeah the beautiful southern yeah, yeah, dude. yeah that, like that opening home. scene where he's like looking through his little you know monocle <laughs> monocular sorry not not monocle that would, that would be <laughs> like a <laughs> a guy with you yeah. know a martini you know what you got but yeah <laughs> two voodoo rangers later who cares <laughs> yeah yeah right right <laughs> but uh and then it's intercut with all the uh, uh, you know the wolf noises and uh, the, the, the score and um, and actual photos of wolves. I don't know. It's just <laughs> so McQuaid's old partner Dakota, I guess, uh, retires now. Dakota's played by LQ Jones, who you guys probably have seen in other stuff. He's in lots of westerns. Uh, he was in The Wild Bunch and Hang 'Em High. Yeah. Clint. Yep. Uh, he's also in Casino yep. down the road. In yeah. Casino. I love yeah, his role. He's in tons of TV stuff, uh, you know, through a five decades or so. He was in Kung Fu with Carradine, who is, plays the bad guy in this movie. We'll get to him. Uh, he <laughs> yeah. died just less than a year ago, uh, July of uh, 2022. Oh, yeah. He was 94. Wow. Uh, so he's like he's like 54 in this movie then, I guess, uh, even though he looks like 60. If anybody. Yeah, exactly. Right, right. Yeah. That hair was a fucking oh, yeah. amazing. Yeah. Though. mustache like, was he... pimp. Well, what I was going to say about it was it's he weird was how, how quickly uh, people seem to age decades ago. You know, like right now you see somebody who's 54 yeah. and you're like, that dude looks looks great. He looks like he's 34 or whatever. Not so. Back in the 70s and 80s, these guys are like 30 years old, look like they're 50. You look <laughs> You've been yeah. through something. Yeah. Like- well, even just like the, the, the club dudes in like Saturday Fever have like, you know, mustaches and they just look like they're <laughs> fucking 45 and they're actually 22. Right, yeah. It's just super insane. Right. How just graduated <laughs> high school a year ago. Oh, yeah. Right, the, the yeah, <laughs> the youth of of bygone eras based on hairstyles is is definitely a a fucking thing. So, but I would uh, say if there was one, yeah, go ahead. Oh no, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. I was just going to say, I was going to say, like, if there was one quality actor in the movie who was probably just literally having fun and knew he wasn't taking this shit serious, it was it was it was Dakota. Oh yeah. <laughs> Dakota and, and you know Dakota's gonna die. Dakota is like he knew what he was there for. Dakota's like Sam Elliott in uh Road fucking Road. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yep. He's like the older, kinda wiser sage. Yep. You know he's gonna die at so some point. Still fight, you'll still Chuck fight on site. But yeah. Yep. Yeah. Right. The salty <laughs> the salty grizzled veteran Yeah. <laughs> I as soon as I saw that guy and saw he was like his ex older partner retiring, mm-hmm. I was like, That that motherfucker's dead. We know where this is going. <laughs> 
either halfway through or at least by the climax, that guy's dead. So, uh, but they definitely forecasted who was going to be his partner. Too. Right, right. So then that's what I was gonna say. So then he gets a new partner, and there's this new partner trope. Uh, that's Deputy Ko, played by Robert Beltran. Uh, Night of the Comet, Bugsy, I guess he was in too, which I don't even remember him. In, but he's mostly a TV actor. He's in like Star Trek stuff and lots of CBS, like CSI and uh, Medium type potboiler shit uh-huh. um but and there's also the mean captain trope he says shit's like you know rangers yep. need wife and kids uh yeah. norris <laughs> you fucking yeah. scumbag how dare you need a horse yeah, yeah norris is divorced and yeah <laughs> we should say he's divorced yeah, yeah. he has a daughter and and they they all still get along or something so that's kind of a I mean, as I say, it's a weird thing because it doesn't make for a lot of drama, but it's nice. It's, it's, it's nice refreshing to see instead along. of the, you also have the trope of the right. mean ex-wife or the mean baby mama. Yeah. You know, like, they've done right. that a million right. times, so this was kind of refreshing. What was that right. movie, Peter, that we watched where the, the guy was trying to, uh, like... He was trying, it was something from 82 or something. And he's like, uh, I, I'm just trying to talk to my wife. And she keeps like hanging up on him because she thinks he's just drunk. And, and he's like, oh, this shit's going down. You're going to be murdered. Like, get out of the fucking house. And she's like, you're drunk, Roger. Like, click. Like, Is this Halloween 3 or? Oh, it was Halloween 3. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was uh, uh, oh my God. Tom Scary. Tom Scary, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you're drunk again yeah <laughs> yeah he's like get out of the house get the kid oh, no no he's like don't let the kids put the masks on the masks will kill them and she's like now to be fair if my wife called me and she was like don't let the kids go trick-or-treating their faces are gonna melt and bugs are gonna crawl out of their heads i'd be like you're clearly drunk yeah. hun like <laughs> i don't know what else right, to tell right. you <laughs> Yeah, but uh, you're not paying less child support. I don't care. Yeah, yeah, saying. right. Like, <laughs> it's like you might be paying less because uh, you know she's going to end up looking yeah, like a crackhead when you take short her to court you. next time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, remember that time you told me that bugs were going to crawl out of the kids' faces? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> right. right. I'm, I'm, I mean, I think I'm going for a soul custody. <laughs> yeah. Right. But uh, no, it was it was refreshing to see them have a have a good relationship, but. Uh, uh, yeah. So anyway, they they like kiss each other yeah, on they, the mouth to say goodbye, yeah. and you know she's all like, "Why don't you take a vacation?" And he's like, "Oh, my kind of trouble doesn't take vacations." You know, he's one of he's one of those <laughs> right. dudes. Uh-huh. Right. That was successful co-parenting in their early days of divorce. Yeah, <laughs> it's just it's just catching heat. Well, then she alludes her to the breakup by saying, uh, "Maybe someday you'll meet a real nice girl who doesn't mind waiting up, <laughs> no. waiting for you to come home at night." <laughs> He almost, he almost we, right. We know him. why the he almost yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. So so she says she's taking a job in Las Cruces and uh, moving with the daughter in two weeks. Uh, and so Sally. then his his teen daughter Sally's boyfriend pulls up and he's like, or Norris is like boyfriend and and. Norris is getting hit with a lot of shit in like three minutes in this right, scene. Yeah, right. <laughs> She's like, I'm moving. Like, you know, he's like, my daughter's got a boyfriend. What the fuck is going on? And and the boyfriend is basically just there to jump in and deliver some exposition. Like, oh, good to yep. meet you, Ranger. Heard you were in the Marines. Won the Silver Star and everything. And we're all supposed to be like, whoa, Norris right, right, a yeah. fucking badass. <laughs> As he stood there breathing, like, <laughs> after he said his lines. Yeah. Like... He's like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Three, two, oh, one. Howdy, way. Ranger. Go. <laughs> I heard you were the. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, you won the shining star. He's like, "What's up, future dad? I respect you. Here's why everyone else should right. too." 
walks out of scene. <laughs> yeah, uh, and and Dakota says to Sally, you know, he's like uh, they they have this. Um, so so Sally uh, Norris's daughter is is uh, a horse rider or what do you call them? Equestrian. 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 Thanks. <laughs> and uh, Dakota, uh, Norris's partner, is is kind of coaching her. He says, "You know, watch out. She's got some Mustang in her, and she's looking to bugger." <laughs> and then Sally says, <laughs> "That's a great line, by the way." And then Sally says, "I'll be fine. I know what I'm doing." And then the horse runs off <laughs> at the sound of a car fucking backfiring. So then we meet Lola, played by Barbara Carrera. She's right. a model and actress, uh, most famous for Never Say Never Again, the the Bond movie. Yeah, yep. you guys ever saw that one? I did. It's very so I do remember it. Yeah. Yep. She saves So was her. Lola. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Now, was Lola a Latina or was she supposed to be Italian? But I, I, I got the fact, I got the impression she was supposed to be like a sultry Latina from yeah. south of yes, the border. I would, I would agree. I had to piece some shit together because I'm like, wait, is she going for an Italian accent? Yeah, there's no Italians in this, despite the fact it's ripping off uh, Italian westerns. But. <laughs> I just the accent just threw me for a loop. Listen, like, man, she's what? hot. I'm Italian. <laughs> I feel like I'd have been better off with her than Chuck Norris. Yeah, because he didn't know what to do with you her. Italian, right? <laughs> You're Italian, right? Italian. He did not know to. I'm yeah. I'm half Italian. Oh, I never even knew that. I've known the guy. For, oh yes, you. I've known the guy for thirty. Well, you know what? Most not to go off a brief diatribe. Listen, most. knowing me and your memory are not. Mutually exclusive, man. <laughs> I'm sure we've talked about it at some point. Chuck Norris is a truth serum. Like, yeah. he hid this from you. Yeah, look at all the stuff we're learning about each other after uh, fucking 40 years or however long we've known each other, Peter. <laughs> yeah, I'm Italian and German. Okay. I got... I got a I got a real uh, loud bitter streak in me. If you've never never noticed. Oh really? No, that's weird. I, honestly, it's all making yeah, you sense. Go fuck now. yourself, Peter. How about that shit? <laughs> uh, okay, wait. I was going somewhere with this. So uh, they, uh, you know, I know I talk too much. I'm no. sorry. No, no, it's not you. It's Peter. Yeah, I was say, it's not that you, guy never me. shuts up on these podcasts. Uh, every every time we record, I can never get a word in edgewise. This is Peter just running. It's that you, it's that British Peter. He just never stops talking. Yeah, dirty, <laughs> damn dirty Peter. Brit. He's <laughs> just a mutt. Doesn't even know his. Uh, anyway, so what, where I was going with this is is Lola uh, essentially saves the daughter. So the 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 fucking horse takes off. Lola saves her, and that's how Norris and Lola meet, right? Yeah. We all agree on this? Yes. <laughs> yes, yes. That's they, essentially yes. what happens. They exchange, and he also meets in that scene. Eyes. Oh, yeah, yeah yep. I'm getting there. But first, Lola says, which everybody fucking says in this movie, oh, the infamous Texas Ranger. And then there's a two or three second shot of Norris just smiling away at this. Like, smiling. Like, ha right, yeah, yep. I'm the, the fucking big dick. Yeah. Goddamn swings right. that shit. Cheese. We are 25 minutes into this movie at this point, gone. and already three or four people are like, "Oh, the legendary Ranger McQuaid." Like this is this is yep. Norris's mm-hmm. goddamn fucking. I heard you're a lone I don't know wolf. What you want to call it? Vanity piece. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I heard you're a mysterious, yeah. yeah, a man of mystery. <laughs> but it's funny though because it like the the. It's like the build up to the payoff, which was from that point on, 
all fight scenes were it was on site. Ass kicking occurred on site for no like it didn't matter where what venue you were in, who you were, somebody was gonna fight without oh, oh, there's yeah. no precursor to it. It's just <laughs> we're mm-hmm. fighting. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, I mean, so, that that's the great thing about these 80s movies, as we're starting to find out. It's just like wherever they can shoehorn in a fight sequence, whether it makes sense or not, especially in these early like uh, uh, Chuck Norris and Charles Bronson movies. Oh, God, yeah. It's just. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, Romero, have you ever seen 10 to Midnight with Charles Bronson? No, but I'm adding it to the list because well, if mm, you suggested this, I'll watch whatever the fuck it's say. It's about a... It's pretty fucking fun. Yeah, it's it's, it's fun in the same way this movie's exactly. fun. Exactly. So, so uh, Bronson's tracking a killer who uh, kills everybody naked because he takes his clothes off so he doesn't get any DNA on it, which is super cor- progressive for a, a 82 movie because I, didn't, I don't even know if like DNA was a thing. I think he probably just want blood splatter, right. right? So they were just like, it's like, he's like, oh, if I take off my clothes, so he kills everybody nude, and he's a complete. I leave my sassoons behind. Yeah. So now imagine old ass Charles Bronson investigating shit involving like walking around carrying a dildo, and uh, you know, like it's 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 that kind of fucked up. Oh, it's movie. out there, and it's and, amazing. It's yeah. on my list. Yeah, it's on my list. Trust and he's me. playing the the old school like, oh, I, you know, it's so gross that everybody thinks about sex and blah blah blah. So, <laughs> yeah, and then his marriage. daughter his daughter gets involved Chastity. somehow, and that's insane. Oh, and no. so, yeah, it's definitely it's a movie worth watching. Just that's, based on that's the that's the that's that's the igniting uh, event for Charles Bronson, right? Family members getting. Oh yeah, I mean he spent his the rest of his entire career just doing variations on uh, Death Wish, one hundred percent. Death Wish, right? Especially, especially in the canon, uh, canon, if you will. Yep. <laughs> yeah. God. Uh, anyway, so Lola introduces Norris to Raleigh Wilkes. Raleigh. Is that his name? Yep. Wilkes. Wilk. Yep. Wilkes. Raleigh. Yeah. Who's He's my, license oh, he's license my plate. late husband's father. Oh, yeah. no, 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 I got it. Don't you worry. I did not go gloss okay, over okay. the license plate. Right. <laughs> <laughs> go for it. Take this off you. She, she says, this is my late husband's partner. Now, he's played by David Carradine uh, from Kung Fu, who pulls up in a Mercedes with karate on the license plate, spelled C-A-R-A-T-E. <laughs> <laughs> that was kind of punny, yeah. right? And, <laughs> and no, no. The best part is the ominous, like synthesizer score that accompanies yep. him <laughs> pulling up and getting out of this fucking car, <laughs> and then the zoom in on that license plate. And he loves his cigarellos too, which Dude smoked at the entire <laughs> yes. movie. Yes, right. <laughs> this movie is a right. effortlessly is a love letter to cigarellos. <laughs> And he says to Norris, no, no, he says to Norris, I understand you're very good with your hands and feet. <laughs> to which Norris replies, pretty good. Pretty good. Right. Then Lola dumps oh the backstory exposition. Uh, Carradine was like all state karate champion or some shit. I forget exactly yeah. how she phrased it. And then she's like, oh, by the way, Rowley is putting on a martial arts demo, la- martial arts demo later. Why don't you come by? And Norris is like, mm. for no, for what yeah. reason, Rowley, like just yeah. in this town. Yep. At, 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 at a horse track. At a, at a place where <laughs> she's like practicing riding. It's funny. None of this made a lick so of sense. So much shit was. <laughs> yeah. 
so much shit was going on behind the scenes that we yeah. didn't know about. Like, <laughs> oh, I did think it was cool too that Dakota put uh, McQuaid on to why Lola should be his love interest. Like, <laughs> yeah. he, I can't. I didn't write down anything he said, but it was like. Damn, what did he? It was like one of those, like, yeah, she looks like she's been, ro- she needs to be rolled hard. Yeah, like, right, right. Kind of, like, nice. a bunch of like, those- last Boy Scout line. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Norris, Norris is weird in this because Norris is like in, in real life, or what I learned about him as I was growing up is he was actually kind of a conservative, sort of um, didn't ever want to really, you know, exploit women and that sort of thing so and then after peter and i uh figured this out during our silent rage episode i I was doing a little research and he's got a sex scene in there and it's super awkward and weird and he even acknowledged this and said i'm not going to do any more sex scenes because audience didn't respond to it um and i I wrote some Uh, stuff down about why this movie doesn't really have a good one uh and i'm assuming it's because of that um and so rolling the mud with her well, right. I was like, oh, that's yeah. when he took her on yeah. as his lover. I thought he was right. going to bone her right there. <laughs> yeah. But I guess my point is he he's not yep. one to, you know, want to ex- exploit the whole sexual thing the way yeah, a lot right. of leading men in his position would. So, uh, yeah, I it's funny that you. they have that line about, you know, where he's talking about how hot she is or, or whatever. But that's about it. as much as he can handle to show I'm um, kind of a degenerate. He's like, I'm going to drink my pearl beer. <laughs> I'm gonna say some quasi-racist right. things about Mexicans, and I'm gonna, right. you know, make make some a little bit of crappy passes at this chick, and, and that's it. And that's how you know how bad Norris is, and, and he's I, he's yeah. not that bad. Like Peter and I watched a couple movies a, a few weeks ago, The Gauntlet and Sixteen Blocks with uh, uh, Willis and Sixteen Blocks. Eastwood was in The Gauntlet. They both play all Yeah, yeah, no step. Way fucking worse. Eastwood smacks a girl within thirty seconds of meeting her. Mm-hmm. Fucking, she gets raped on a train. Like. Willis is, you know, literally just like guzzling booze and whatever, and it's just like, yeah. And Nor- yeah. the best Norris can do is, you know, just be like, oh, I, I, I got. I will say when I wake up. Yeah, or he. I will say he was a gentle lover. Like he, you know, he was grizzled. Oh, you should have seen him in and... Silent Rage. Very gentle. I got to You know what? I'm, I'm no, no. I mean, it's, that now. I, 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 <laughs> no. I'm just I, saying he. I, you want to talk about a gentle lover? He's a he's a non-lover. No girl would. <laughs> spend a second night with <laughs> Chuck Norris. And that's why he vowed to never bother doing this. He was really nice. Chuck. We fell asleep watching yeah. Netflix. Lola would probably we be went, like, come on, watching Chuck, beta smack me or something, you loser. Like, <laughs> right. Like, talk dirty to me. I like your pity coat. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> you got any pearl beer by chance? <laughs> right. What the? Okay, can we... No, 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 no. Like, we're we're going to... we go off on tangents? <laughs> We're going to get oh, into it God. at the point where he starts dumping it on him like it's his Popeye spinach or something. That's what I was just about to bring up. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Hold, hold on. on. We got to yeah. – we'll, we'll get to it. Yeah. Because as much as I was like, I don't want to just oh, ri- run through the plots of these movies, I, we got to yeah. run through the plot of this yeah. one. Cause it's, like every scene okay, is so something we, Okay, I did, and I did write mine chronologically. Yeah, okay. So so the daughter gets back on her horse to ride after that scare, and Norris is like, uh, she never backs down, does she? And Nakota's like, reminds me of someone else in her family. I love the dick sucking that goes on in this script of Chuck Chuck Norris. Like, it's it's just the 
the the sort of 80s 90s star vehicle action yep. flick uh you know the, this is yep. the precursor to all that even the shit in like seagal movies like we were yep. talking about and stuff where they're just like oh you've never heard of this guy well guess what he's the fucking guy that you what? drop off in the alaskan wilderness and he'll show up in mexico with a toothbrush and fucking right. you know like <laughs> it's just and and walrus yeah. tusks yeah right it's just <laughs> and, and it at one point, a character asks, why are we following this guy? And someone responds, he knows this country better than you or the warts on your wife's backside or, or some shit like that. That's right. That's God, right. I must have missed that. And, then, and the guy's like, well, why don't we all just line Whoa, up and that... kiss his ass? <laughs> He's like, yeah, why Why don't we? Like, what the fuck? Like, what? And, then, that, and that's why I'm like, so his reputation is so well known. Why are so many people testing this man? Like, well, there's always a David Carradine out folks. there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Norris tries to order a pearl beer at this uh, fucking event, uh, and the bartender goes, Heineken, Michelob, or Dos Equis? And he says, forget it. As if, like, you couldn't, like, one of those is not good enough for you. Like, you just you, you want your most shitty. Like, I get it. Like, he's a, he's a uh, fucking, uh, you know, blue collar guy. He just wants his. Hold on! I, well, don't don't steal my line because here's what I wrote next. Like, comma, I'm a beer snob, but I would deal with one of those. I'm not gonna be like what? your pearl beer at four percent or whatever the fuck. Like, I would take a Dos Equis. Like, it's probably gonna, you know whatever. Right. And then Lola rolls up and she's like, "Oh, bottom shelf." And then the bartender bottom pulls shelf. out a pearl beer. <laughs> And I guess we're supposed to think that's just how, like, salt of the earth he is. He can't be bothered with fancy right. beers like Michelob. Why? Just because Steve Winwood fucking wrote a song? Like, I don't know. So, okay. Norris isn't a Steve Winwood so <laughs> Right. Was was that product placement or, like, was... Like, yeah, what is Pearl Beer? I don't know. What, this is, Pearl Beer. Well, now right. we're showing our age. Maybe Pearl Beer was a real thing back then and we just don't know it. Or maybe... I don't know. Right. Peter, I'm Google on, Pearl Beer. It. It's a real thing. <laughs> Okay. I saw you looking down at me. I, mean, I, I, I will say he was disgusted. Right. Like, yeah, he's like, how dare you make me drink Michelob? I want my 4% right. Michelob. Pearl Pearls in, 19, Pearl Lager. in 1985, yeah. Pearl's parent company purchased the Paps Brewing Company and assumed the Paps name from Milwaukee. Whoa! Yeah. Paps? So okay. it's Paps? What? Uh, Pearl, nice. Pearl bought out Paps in 1985. Yeah. Yeah. Well... As much as I'm it, from Milwaukee and love Milwaukee and I like my Milwaukee and brethren, these motherfuckers who are like, oh, give me a Paps or a Miller High Life. Eat. Come on. Right. Who are you fooling, guys? Paps Drink is garbage. That shit, right. that shit sucks. Yeah. It is. You might as well have hams. Yeah. Hey, well, it's a little cheaper. It's from the land of sky blue waters. Waters. <laughs> All right, we've got too many sponsors Wait, already, you guys. Yeah. Stop it. We can't like right. We need an accountant. Yeah, no more. No more sponsors. Okay, so Carradine tries to get him to compete against him, but Norris says, "No thanks. I don't fight for money." And then there's a dun dun soundtrack beat as Carradine stares yep. ominously. And then luckily, some redneck calls Norris's new partner a greaser, and Norris has to step in and show Carradine what he can do. Anyway, so right. so Carradine right. already gets a preview was... of what, like, yeah. No, no, we, I know we have thoughts. Let's some... go. <laughs> <laughs> that was some ex machina stuff right there, because, right, Carradine couldn't go the whole movie knowing that, not knowing that 
Norris had hands and that, that McQuaid would beat him down or would be a formidable foe. Yeah. So thankfully that the tall guy, and I didn't realize like, then it made me go like, Oh shit. Okay. Here we, I keep cursing. Like, uh, no, yeah, you're fucking oh. fine, I mean, have you listened to us this whole time? <laughs> no, you're fucking fine. <laughs> you're Fuck cunt, cum, oh. shit, slut. Like, all right, we got them all out of the way. Let's go. <laughs> but, um, I'm like, Oh yeah. Greaser. That's right. Uh, uh, I just thought because at first I was thinking about the outsiders and how they were all played by like, yeah, Tom Cruise and shit. Like, oh yeah, no, we just did the outsiders like, a couple weeks ago. Yeah, hey, hold on a second, Peter. Can you tell Romero who your favorite actor of all time is? Oh God, no. Okay, so I really love Matt Dillon. No, in the Outsiders, and Ron is fucking. So, so we both we both kind of agreed on the Outsiders, like mostly, mm-hmm. but. The the biggest vote of contention was Peter was like Matt Dillon's amazing, and I was like Matt Dillon is the worst part of this movie. So <laughs> we have this big <laughs> gulf. And I'm not saying one of us is right or wrong. Yeah. Uh, Peter's wrong, I, but I'm just saying like <laughs> I'm just saying we're not always going to land on the same page. And if yeah. somebody wants to say uh, fucking you know. I, I, why did? How do we get onto this? That, <laughs> uh, we're talking about the greaser. Oh, the greaser. The greaser is greaser. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying, if somebody wants to say that person is the best actor of all time, I yeah. guess then uh, Peter I might agree say, with you. <laughs> I didn't say he's the best actor of all time. Yes, I'm just kidding, dude. I just went on a rant about how Seagal's my dude for at least seven movies. I get it. It's fine. It's fine. Romero, have you seen Outsiders? You have our And yes. I actually, fun fact about that, I tried to use that. Uh, no, no, that was a mini series. Never mind. But yeah, the movie I've and seen. Did you as think well. that Matt Dillon was terrible, uh, good, or neither nor? He he was neutral to me. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I didn't say it was like, terrible. When I try to think back to, he's, he wasn't I mean, he's as memorable. Yeah, you, you did not like it, and you get, but you get. <laughs> no, no, I didn't. I, right, right. You don't hear. I I said everybody in that movie is a bit. Yeah, uh, green, right? But acting almost. But but I thought Matt Dillon was the most obvious, uh, sort of over the top, like at least convincing or whatever. That that's what I thought. And and he's the one who has to carry the movie, so it was the most uh, perplexing or or whatever to me. The only one that I thought really seemed like he was himself, like right off the jump, was Emilio Estevez. Yeah. That motherfucker has yeah. not changed from Outsiders to goddamn. Uh, what's the last thing he was in? Mighty Ducks Eight? Like I don't know. He's <laughs> right. just he was playing yes. him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, Emilio Estevez was Emilio. Yeah. Uh, we agree. Diane Lane fucking smokes. Mm-hmm. And um, oh, Swayze, Swayze was doing Swayze. Like yeah, he was already like walking out of rooms like he was about to dance. Like I, mean, I don't know. You know. Right. So, right. Is this? Is this Red Dawn? Is this is yeah, this yeah, Dirty right. Dancing? Like, I yeah, don't know. Roadhouse, like, fucking Point Break. I mean, it's all the same shit. <laughs> Swayze's great. I love Swayze. I'm not I even talking too. shit about yeah. him. I'm just saying, like, you know, yeah. you, like, you know. Yeah. But, he found uh, his lane, yeah. See Thomas Howell. He was young. He was kind of, like, doing his thing. I, I, I appreciate that. Ralph Macchio, too. Kind of a small part. But Matt Dillon was tasked with yeah. carrying this thing, and I just really didn't think he was, like, up to snuff. But I do understand how if like you were... Matt- you know, five years old watching this movie, you'd think he's maybe the coolest dude in the world. He jumps into a school uh, ch- or a burning house to save kids. And I'm, I'm six years yeah, old. Yeah, but when you watch it 40 like, years later and you're like, Ryan oh, loves. what's what's the acting ability? And, sure. Oh, fuck, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
<laughs> You're like five years older than the rest of these dudes, Matt. You should have your shit together. <laughs> yeah, that's true too. There's there's the aspect of why is that guy such a fucking dipshit. <laughs> I, I will say this. Yeah, at the uh, Olivia, my oldest daughter, had to. Ironically, we I watched it with her because we watched it for the podcast, and I was like, "Okay, this movie's PG. You guys, you girls can watch this." And they were all sort of neutral on it. But then, uh, like a week later, I got an email from the school. It's like, "Hey, we're watching The Outsiders, and the girls have to write a report on. It. There's going to be fucking Greaser Day, and they got to dress up like outsiders and shit." And she was so excited. She's like, "My dad just made me watch Outsiders." Man. You know, I was like. All right, so for that reason alone, I guess Outsiders was a, a did she go as Matt Dillon? A worthy watch. Um, I don't know, whatever dude yeah, had his she, hair grease. Man. This one, this one answered the question. Here's how I know she was Matt Dillon. She was like, oh. <laughs> 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 no, I'm just so, kidding. All right, can we say uh, get back to like low yeah. wolf? Yeah. Wait, Getting back to the actual movie we're talking about, right? No, no, this is now you're seeing no. the flow of this podcast, Romero. So, <laughs> hey, my Adderall wore off like a half an hour ago. Trust me, I'm like busting at the seams to talk about tangents. Yeah, I'm loving no, shit. I would, I would love some Adderall. All right, let's go. <laughs> is this the precursor to Buddy Cop movies, or had there already mm-hmm. been some? Well, 1982 was 48 Hours, which Peter oh. and I. Uh, oh yeah, shit! That's right. That's right. 48 Hours. Okay, but. Uh, it's it's definitely, yeah, yeah. You're right. You know, you're it, right. It, yeah, I mean, I do. think I think the buddy cop thing probably goes back a pretty long way. Weren't there even like uh, TV shows with you know like uh, fucking? Well, I mean, yeah, 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 I guess I mean like the action yeah, movie, the, like yeah, Dragnet. Like yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, you're of, right. I mean, I, I think it was in, in in its infancy at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, like the eighties. Oh, like absolutely. In its infancy, buddy. for sure. Like before. Well, hold on a second though, because. No, go ahead, Peter. I was gonna say forty-eight hours is is generally considered the the beginning Jeez. of that era uh, by most See, and I, people. And I didn't even think about forty-eight hours being older it's than just, this. Yeah, it's just a year. Well, only by a couple months. <laughs> yeah, really. Uh, yeah, yeah. right. Right. November right. of eighty-two or something. So right. it wasn't that long ago. Because there was a part of me that was worried. Poor Ramos was going to get off. <laughs> but then enter Dakota, and you go like, "Yeah, I know where this is going." Well, uh, let's remember there's Brent. there's buddy cop movies and like mismatch cop movies and stuff like that. And then there's just like people yep. with partners and shit, right? And you go back to even like Dirty Harry and stuff where like Harry has true, his true. partner and he's calling him a, you know, spick and shit. Like that that was 10 years before this, you know. So that <laughs> <laughs> like he ain't gonna, he's a he's a covert racist. Like, yeah. he, he won't he Hurt, well, I think I think I'm the sorry, trope Dale, that Dale, you're maybe Dale. more referring to is the the expendable partner. Like everybody gets a partner they don't want, and they're like, "Oh fuck, I now I gotta yeah, train this, fuck, kid. Yeah, who's this kid." And that yeah. person either dies yeah. Yeah. or gets shot, and then they realize they actually like each other in the end, and then there's a sequel or or yeah. whatever. But Dakota um, was the buffer for that, which made me go like, "Nah, he's going to end up liking this kid," especially when well, it showed Ko like, yeah. Dakota's the retired Sur- surveying partner. him. So he's more like I'm the, sorry, uh, yeah. He he's more well, like he that, was, that yeah, Roadhouse Sam Elliott dude or, yep. or the guy who's got one day left to retirement and then he then he dies, you know. <laughs> it's gonna be an easy day. Yeah, Robert Duvall plays. Yeah, these yeah, yeah. Of people, exactly. Right? That kind of stuff. So. <laughs> 
So yeah, I don't know if it was a precursor to, to any of that stuff, but yeah, definitely early early on. I'm, I this movie doesn't seem to have like an original idea in its head, by the way. So I'm sure it got it At from all. from At something all. else. Like it's all spaghetti nope. westerns, nope. fucking like the filmmaking, the the plot, the bad guys, the partners, everything feels lifted from something else. And that's not even a criticism Borrowed from somewhere. It's just it's just what yeah, it was. Yeah. What it is. It's yeah. a reality. Real quick, I noticed the. Uh, um, like even the sound effects of punching or people falling, it's the same sound effects or even some of the sh- the gunshots from the six shooters. Like it's the same sound effect you've yeah. heard in fifty-seven other movies. Like I like I like the ricochet it was like yeah. Poo! like yeah. you know or like yeah yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah every punch yep. has that Good distinct stuff. pop you know. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so uh norris's daughter and her boyfriend witnessed some setup on the highway and the boyfriend uh you know goes toward the shit the boyfriend's uh-huh. shot yeah and the daughter is pushed off a cliff in her car and left for dead which is sloppy as shit because uh, why why would you shit. do that why not just shoot her right we right i'm not oh, saying they should have or i wanted so to i'm just saying like if you're a bad guy and you're gonna like kill one guy Pushing the other one off a cliff in a car that where you can potentially survive seems seems sloppy. Um, <clears throat> I noticed that the Mexican people, like, I think they were, all the bad guys were Mexican or like in, co- in cahoots with them. Their preferred weapon was the Mac Ten. So I don't know if this was the year, yeah, if this shit was debuted. But like everybody had a Mac Ten. That's the thing that I'm. Yeah, everybody mistakenly calls it an Uzi. Yeah, yeah, like but it's not a, right. Yeah. Yep. So this all happens while Norris is making out with Lola, and there's no sex scene because, as I alluded to before in our in this episode, but also in our San Rage episode, Norris isn't going to do him anymore. So no. This movie's rated PG. It's rated PG, so no boobs. But this is an interesting phenomenon that Peter and I have noticed, where prior to the PG-13 rating, which happened in 1984. And I guess was a, a reaction to Gremlins and Indiana Gremlins, Jones and the Temple yeah. of Doom being yeah. rated PG, even though parents were like, what the fuck? They're putting Gremlins in right. fucking microwaves, microwaves and uh, <laughs> Indiana Jones is ripping hearts out. Yeah. They're like, we need another rating. And, and it's amazing it took that long to get to it, frankly, because the, the gap between PG and R is, is nuts. Yeah. But, um, Huge. But so anyway, this one is is PG. Oh, Peter, we watched uh, what was it, Swamp Thing? Yes. There's tons of tits in that movie. It's like PG. <laughs> yes. And it's PG. What's her name? Yeah. Um, what is her name? Like I, I had Peter. You know it. What's her name? Right. The, uh, Barbo. Oh, Adrian Barbo. Barbo. Yeah. Adrian yeah, Barbo. Adrian Barbo. <laughs> I was letting you have yeah. it because like you came up with it on the first two episodes. Yeah. I was like, oh, what the fuck is her yeah, name? From back to school. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I'll never forget it again. <laughs> Adrian Barbo. <Yeah>. Yep. <laughs> Um, but anyway, so that's, that's the reason why there's not an actual sex scene in here. That's the reason why it's not rated R and it's PG, even though there's maybe like two or three F-bombs and a lot of people get shot. If you notice, and I don't know if it was edited to down to PG because I guess Norris, it was rated R. I guess Norris had beef with it. He wanted it to be PG. Um, and then I, so I don't know if they had to cut stuff or if they were just like, okay, fine, you're right. It can be PG or, or whatever. But it seems like every time somebody gets shot, like, blood doesn't fly. Like, Norris fucking, there's a scene, like, towards the end of this where some guy, like, Norris shoots a bunch of people, and they're, like, running up the stairs, and, like, one guy rolls up, and he's like, 
where do you think you're going? And Norris, you what? Norris fucking kicks right him, him and then like turns his shotgun on him and shoots him. And the guy falls over and there's like zero blood. Yeah. He just got blown away right. at close range with a shotgun. His his gut should have been flying out the other bullet. fucking yes. side of him, and and nothing happened. Like <laughs> so, oh, yeah. I'm wondering you those eighteen grenades. No. Oh, yeah, he's also, yeah, right, right, the grenades. But but <laughs> no at least those guys blow up, and you know they're in right. there and stuff. Like, this guy legit gets shot from three feet away, Not probably not even, right. whatever Norris is, like, the length of his leg is, and uh, <laughs> and nothing. No blood, no nothing. This reminded me of, so I, don't, I was going to say, this reminded me of, of the A-team, only somebody does actually get shot. Yep. It's just, it's, oh. it's barely, it's barely yep. bloody, like you said, it's... There's yeah. violence. Yeah. I, it, that was in my notes. I was like, "This is like a team esque." Uh, yeah. You know, the, gr- the grenades make you do you a flip, flip up in there. <laughs> yeah, it might have went off thirty. Or the car flips you know, over. Yeah. The guys fly out. Yeah, they're fine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. right. And we're good. Dust yourself <laughs> off. Like right. playing get shot down. Somebody's parachuting, <laughs> so you know they landed safely. Oh, good. Right. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's a it's a oh pretty weird. I, and again, so I don't know if this was always meant to be not that violent of a movie, and Norris wanted it to be more of a family affair. But it seems weird that he would pick his. Uh, I'm kind of an alcoholic cop in need of redemption and and whatever in the midst of this right. PG action flick, but tormented soul. <laughs> right. Yeah. As I far think, as that goes, oh, right. What year did Mad Max come out? Eighty. Two? Oh no, the first okay, one. So, no, that was in the seventies. Yeah. Seventy nine. So Seventy nine. Road Warrior like, was eighty two. Road Warrior was eighty two. Okay, so I this might be a stretch, but again, we're talking about like borrowing ideas. I cannot help but think that Ram Charger. I'm talking about the super the supercharger in it. Oh, is yeah. a is a nod. Yeah. To to Road Warrior, it had to have been. Well, you knew it was coming. Too. Like we've been saying, we were you know fucking three years old or whatever when these movies came out so i don't know what the cultural zeitgeist of uh uh fucking nitrous in cars was at the time (laughs) i feel like that was their their version of like not like a nod to fast and the furious it had to have been yeah right they especially when they showed the engine like like the turbo or superchargers spooling up and everything i was like okay i mean fast and the furious is essentially a weird like point break fucking rip off anyway <laughs> only with cars anyway. instead of surfing, <laughs> yeah. so i'm sure they got their ideas from a lot of stuff i don't right. i don't like that where do, you, where do you guys land on fast and fear i think that kind of sucks i don't i don't know i thought they got thing at all. i thought they got better as they yeah. got more dumb because they were at least like less self-serious um like once like when the rock came around it was so yep. over the top like it was yep. at least fun but like the first couple, yeah. Like, but now that's been going right, on for like now, ten fucking years. They're still like them anymore. No, I got like, over it. Like twenty now. Yeah, yeah twenty years old. You're probably shit twenty years now. Like it's yeah, twenty years. I, old. I, I yeah. know. Yeah, it's been fucking going on forever. But I didn't even like the first one. I was like, man, the the acting in this is pedestrian. This seems like a Point Break rip yeah. off. And then people are just like, and then and they kind of like they 
kind of tanked, right? Like the third yeah, one was like Drift and... Yeah, except people yeah. apparently love that it one now, kind which of I have no idea. <laughs> it's not yeah, bad. Like that one was the they found a way to make it was the biggest flop, it was the worst reviewed, but then people were kinda of like, Oh, you know, Target is free. Like, okay, whatever. And then it's just been a set of upswing, and now these movies make like a billion yeah. dollars every fucking time they release a new sequel. Because like, they don't take themselves so seriously anymore. Yeah. They shoot they, off into space in their cars and, they, and shit. <laughs> what the fuck are we doing? God, the goal is a fire. You guys, I don't know. I haven't seen anyone beyond I don't know four or five. I think everybody's like yeah, five is so you good. Mean. You'll never believe it. I watched. it. I was like, okay, I guess stunt wise, fine. But I, I had no desire to see anything after that, and I haven't. But am I missing no, anything? No, not or? at all. Because like nah. I said, I stopped watching after unless... eight, and there's been I think there's been two more now, or the second one, tenth is coming out yep. this year. Christ, I don't know. Yep. It, the only reason to watch it is if you want to drink every time family? you say the word family. <laughs> oh, Which, uh, I, I don't. I don't. Too. I don't. I don't need that to make I think me drink. They but, make fun of it now. I I know, but that's fucked so up. fucking it, like. Yeah, it's not worth ugh. it. It, it, it was no, dumb when they were trying to make it serious, and now it seems dumb when they're trying to like wink about it. Like, yeah, I, I don't know, you guys. Sorry, I, I'm just I might be like on the on the outs with some of this stuff. Like, I feel like I'm an old soul. No, you're not. Said, you're you're fine. You're you're fine not seeing them. Oh, I know. Like, I, I have no apologies. I just yeah. There's people listening to this. They're probably just like, oh, I don't want to listen to these guys if they don't like Tokyo Drift. I'm just like, oh, okay. I, I realize I might be the older guy in the room. Well, I'll let it ride. But I would also say to those fucking kids, go watch Point Break. Go watch fucking yep. Last Boy Scout. Yep. I mean, like, come on. Yeah. You can do better yeah. than this. Seagal's first seven movies are better than that shit. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> and Maximum Conviction, which is the like most forgettable title of all time. But that one's great. <laughs> I'm watching that tonight. <laughs> oh, yeah? Well, let me know how you think about it. Next time we have you on, you can uh, give a give a review about it. <laughs> oh yeah, it's it's at least on power with Lone Wolf McQuaid, man. Like it's it's the it's the Seagal. Uh, I don't fucking know what I'm saying. You know, you know what I mean. That version of this type of I do. I definitely do. Shit. Can we talk? Okay, so wait, when did the when did the bar scene come into play? Like when they went to the cantina because he made that mm-hmm. comment. Well, we're gonna be fine here. Yeah, they understand yeah. me. Right, because they yeah. wanted to fight. Yeah. Like, and they, <laughs> All right, well let's let's not get ahead of the plot of this movie. You guys, we still have a whole oh other fucking God. movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hold on. I know. I'm, so, I'm actually lost, so I apologize. Yeah, well, we, we were talking about how Norris's uh, daughter went over the hill in her car and they just like left her for <laughs> That was like 40 minutes ago, yeah. but that's where we were. Yeah. Uh, uh, so Norris gets the call that his daughter was involved in an accident. <laughs> She's alive at the hospital. Cue him uh, involved in making it his mission to figure out what's going on. The FBI takes over, and the least convincing FBI agent of all time ever Yeah, is like, I'm Marcus Jackson, FBI. And I'm surprised Norton didn't say, oh, are you a part of the Jacksons? Because that's what this motherfucker looks right. like. Are so you just Tito? So you know, like, is that <laughs> fun fact about him? As soon as I saw him, I'm like, holy shit, that is too sweet from the movie Penitentiary. Yep. It is. Yep. I, yeah, I, I don't think about <laughs> it, but you, like, you go off. I was thinking about it. <laughs> yeah. I was like, okay, enter, okay, now we got. There's going to be a fucking coalition coming up because I'm like, he's not in it here. Turned just out to be awesome. To... <laughs> yeah. But you guys, look how many after this. Wait, shots. wait, but what he says. What he says is, 
Marcus Jackson, FBI. Norris goes, McQuaid, Texas Ranger. And Marcus says, I know. <laughs> Naturally. Because everybody fucking knows. You on this they all know who he is. They all know who he is. Everybody. <laughs> they know why they're there. <laughs> oh, my God. Give you what you need, McQuaid. Then, then the usual, I'm sorry about your daughter, but we are in charge mm-hmm. here. And, you know, taking that you off the case, good. McQuaid. Yeah, right. And yeah, obviously, right. this will not deter McQuaid because right. he is a lone wolf. Uh-huh. Nope. McQuaid. Nope. I'm going to hand you my badge and work outside <laughs> of the line. So he proceeds to investigate. His partner somehow gets his hands on some Intel codes in, in uh, oh, 1983 computer hacked- shit. Yeah, he hacked that shit in 1983. Yeah, Believe that? <laughs> he hacked the fucking. Now, now Peter, yeah, Peter, yeah. Peter, we are coming up on War Games this year. I know. I'm excited for so, that. So. Where's the precursor? We'll see how this computer. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's a oh, funny scene now in terms of how we once viewed computers and databases and like internet security, but like, yeah. it's so fucking. <laughs> On his ColecoVision, yeah. he was able. To... Right, right, yeah. And then, the and then they they, they get a lead or whatever the fuck happens, and they go to this like kind of um, warehouse. And then I love. I, I this is my favorite part, and I don't know why, but I love how it's like goddamn double dragon where there's dudes like rolling out of a out of a uh, uh what do you what do you call the things that, like open where like a truck would go into you know those like sort of oh like yeah uh, like uh like at a warehouse where the the we, truck we, would back and our hands, yeah. yeah and then a guy comes out with a bat and it's like it's fucking double dragon and norris is like, like how <laughs> it doesn't even matter but i i guess my point is like the way it's shot is just like fucking double yeah. dragon you know, it's like we're walking down the docks of a yes, yes. of a yes. place where trucks park and then a guy comes out with a bat right. and we kick him five times in the face like, and we defeat flashing. that guy and the next one comes out <laughs> he like flashes before he's yeah. dead and yeah. she, right, right for sure well i mean that may have inspired i think this was before double dragon that was like a 85 or six thing right so because yeah. they had specific posts that they were apparently in mm-hmm. charge of and it was like go like no yeah. We're not going to attack at the same time because just in case you beat them. Right, right. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, my yeah. God. From here, there's lots oh of fight God. sequences and shootouts and explosions and headbutting, you know, with the FBI, you know, and bad guys. And Norris is, he just fights his way towards the inevitable showdown with Carradine. Uh, but his relationship with Lola is weird. She's like cleaning his place and gets all pissed and she throws out like his shitty beer so he doesn't, quote, kill himself. I'm the goddamn pearl beer. That'd be like my wife coming in here and be like, oh, I don't want you to die from the Miller Light. (laughs) Right. It's it's taking a toll slowly. Unless unless he's drinking like a case a night. I don't know how that's even a problem. But if the motherfucker thought that was a great way to hydrate himself, like in. Oh, yeah. yeah, No, no, no. Once again, we're getting to that. (laughs) No, no, no. I'm not going to touch that. I'm just saying this might be like his. His snake oil, like he might use his snake oil. Oh no, it's Popeye spinach, is what it fucking is, man. <laughs> right, right, right. Well, and then he's like, if I want to kill right. myself, that's my business. In an act of really like dangerous defiance, he pops open one of his cheap beers and threatens to drink it. But then before that, he apologizes to her and like chucks it out the fucking window. And then also, Norris has this weird habit of like throwing yeah. his garbage like just into the lawn anywhere. Yeah, yeah. 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 he's like, he... he's like, if I. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, if he's like, I want to show then, that I'm upset or I'm over this shit, or if he's just like, let me just chuck yeah. the garbage out the fucking window. It's and, so fucking. And insane. in order to drive the home point or that that point home, they the one time he was in his office, it looked like that there was like a fucking chili pot 
on, on the yeah. like, show behind him. Like, <laughs> this man did no work, no office work. <laughs> but his office at work was yeah. too. Like, he, yeah. he, he was who he was. But but that's the point of this movie. They're trying to be like, this guy is flawed. He's an alcoholic, blah, blah. It's the most, like, yep. lame, obvious, just like yeah. the, the most pedestrian alcoholism you could find. It's shitty beer. It's just right. house is a little messy, you know. Like and yeah. then and then he needs this girl to like help clean him up and then so she does all that and then they just roll around in the mud and make out and it's either the the, the worst or best scene of this entire movie because I mean it's right it's one or the other like it's, <laughs> it's just fucking and the double down on that they had the wolf enjoying in the fun oh, yeah. too like his, his, yeah his of course because we can't forget a wolf is around because it's called Lone Wolf McQuaid. <laughs> My favorite part was I think that's around the time he changed his his. Brave Star Walker. Oh, Brave Texas Star, Ranger. nice bull. That movie's great. Or yeah, because cartoon. That, but the he had a salmon colored one, or, or it was salmon or coral. Like, and that was the first time he debuted that one because I was paying attention to his shirts. Okay, they were brown, and it was like a, a chambray denim one. Star that gets taken from him eventually. Eventually, I think it was, but it was that oh, shirt, shirt that he was wearing. I think that was the day it got oh. taken. Yeah, that shirt yeah. that he was wearing. I that think brown shirt that becomes it, prevalent it, midway through. Yes. Yep. Yep. He starts wearing it in every scene <laughs> midway through the movie. <laughs> yeah. You guys are insane. The brown one, shirt that becomes there's prevalent. There's one color. Like it is. It is a very. It is very. It, it is a very mm-hmm. light. And, and 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 maybe that was to to show how his character was 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 evolving and and. <laughs> All right, uh, and I'm not one to to worry about tangents and going off the rails, but I feel like maybe. We're... Yeah. <laughs> you guys, let's Sorry, talk about Falcone or Falcon, Falcon, Falcone. Oh yes, Daniel Daniel Fishman is the yeah, actor who I thought was going to be the uh, guy from Head of the Class, but it was not. That's Daniel Fishman. <laughs> Yeah, well, well played, Peter. So I when I saw his name in the credits, I'm like, is that the dude from? <laughs> <laughs> okay, what the fuck, man? I know, I'm an idiot. Or, or Danielle, uh, fish Danielle something from Boy Meets oh, World. Sure, Topanga. Yeah, Danielle fish. Uh, yeah, yeah. way better like the than the Arvid or whatever you just pulled out of there. Yeah, was that his name on Head of the Glass? Well, Arvid. I, no, this Arvid. was the fat dude. Who was Arvid? Was the skinny guy with glasses. Oh. I know who Arbor was. I just don't know his real name. And it wasn't Daniel Frenchman. <laughs> How the hell do you it know? Is, well, I don't know. Okay. You said him. I hey, assume Matt it was Dillon Arvid. I don't know favorite. why. <laughs> Matt Dillon is his favorite movie actor. So, like, maybe that's his favorite TV. <laughs> you guys. <laughs> yeah. We've got another movie to do. Yeah. All right. Shit, I'm sorry. Falcone is a little person in a wheelchair. And Norris is like... I love how they introduced them. Yeah. Okay. Well, how was that? A little person in the... I don't have they, it. You just they, say... They, I mean, I remember it. It was some force... It was... It was some foreshadowing. Yeah, he... he... Like, he kind of was, like, laughing at the racetrack, and then you find out later, like, oh, wait, he... Whoa, he's a key player in this shit. Right. It made me think of, like, a, a yes. Bond supervillain. So this is where I'm like, maybe they're borrowing from, like... James you know what it made me think of? Uh, Wild Wild West, uh, Dr. Loveless. Oh, shit. Who rolls around in the wheelchair yes. and, and fucks with yes. uh, Jim West. Not the fucking Will Which was... Smith garbage. <laughs> I with thought the that's what you were talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I knew right away. Jim West, Desperado, <laughs> Rough Rider. 
Better not Notto. What is that? You are Doc. That motherfucker got uh, a bunch of money for writing a line like, you better not Notto. Yeah. How do you guys feel about that? Artemis from the start of we, this. We, don't, we are getting that. <laughs> Run to the West. God. Any damsel that damsel oh that's in God. distress, be out of that dress when she meets yeah, Jim West. Yeah. Okay, guys. Uh, stop fucking oh around. God. This is right. <laughs> serious. <laughs> Uh, so he he uh, tells Norris, uh, you'll find everything out in due time. Until then, I'm going to enjoy watching you play the game. And Norris says, it may be a game to you, but if I find out you're playing, I'm going to have your little ass. I'm going to have your ass. Little <laughs> ass. He says yeah, little, little ass. ass. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm like, well, he's right there. like, And he's threatened you. Like, clearly. Yeah. We need to do something about this. Like, I mean, but you know, he's... Uh, yeah, what's that guy going to do? <laughs> right, right. Just I mean, even in, in, in 83, it'd be weird battery. to just beat the shit out of... Yeah, it'd be weird for Norris, like, what did you fucking say? Like, just, like, kicks him right through a window I still or thought something? it might happen yeah. at the end. <laughs> yeah, I was hoping it would happen. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yep. Dump that motherfucker. Right. Not because I'm all pro, like, kicking, you know, little people. Know, just... Well, little cripple people. I mean, that's like a double I mean, whammy of... Uh, yeah. But... But but if you're a fucking goddamn uh, you know uh, whatever liaison to the, the syndicate yeah, that got your daughter, your daughter yeah, I'd exactly. fucking kick that guy out of the Thanks way. Thanks for the info. Fuck you. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Because he hadn't he hadn't made it known that right. He well, Norris assumed his daughter. You're right. being that he's a piece of shit. He was probably involved or whatever. But <laughs> anyway, Carrie and his crew bust in on Dakota and Norris's partner and witness their holding uh, the witness they're holding, and they kill Dakota. Uh, which, like I said at the beginning, you knew it was coming, so I don't feel You like knew it was coming. So, yeah. If, if yeah. you're watching this movie going, Dakota's going to fucking survive <laughs> the end of this, you should just stop watching movies yep. watch or watch movie more movies. You are not a fan of movies. They kill the witness. Norris pops a beer after this. Then his pet wolf is killed by Carradine. Like, I don't know. And Norris smashes his fist to the ground, and, and I guess yep. it's on. It's on now. Yep. 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 Once he killed like They should have never let him live. Yep. Or wolf. See? Spiritual... Yep. Where John Wick got his premise from. Yep. He throws another bag of garbage into the lawn around this time, yep. I believe. Because, uh, you know, that's how you know he's yep. mad. He, he drinks. He hits the ground. He throws garbage around. Right. Right. He gets buried in his fucking car during this next oh, major we, action okay, sequence yeah. where they go after these guys. Are we on this part? And then, and then he gets out and just dumps a beer on him. And he's like, all right, KO. I'm going to fucking. Ah. Yeah. He dumps one on himself in the car, of, and then another one. Oh yeah, yeah. Imagine all of all of us would have died. It, it, like yeah. all of us. Like you dump the beer and then you gun the engine. But dude, <laughs> if you didn't die, do you to... think Pearl beer would have no. saved you? I mean, this Voodoo Ranger. Might. Obviously, does the engine not flood of something at that point? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he had poured it on the yeah, engine. Oh, yeah. We just didn't know. Like. <laughs> he got out and lifted the hood through the sand. <laughs> hey, and poor Ko was trying to. At that point, Ko was trying to make his way yeah, toward him, like take it on, like dude, like three or four dudes with semi-automatics and submachine yeah. guns with yeah. a revolver. And I mean, I'm telling you, man, it's his like it's his Popeye spinach. He's just like, give me a. Give yep. me a pearl beer, and he's like, "Okay, I'm good to go." And it's so fucking yeah. weird. And they're trying to portray him as this like alcoholic cop who needs a drink to, you know, heal or whatever. And and he's right. he's just not. He's a guy who drinks a couple beers. Of, no. I mean, even if it's a day, like 
it, it's yeah. not the kind of thing where he's going to need that to, to you know, function straight or whatever. The function. Yeah, no, he, he did just fine on his own. Right. <laughs> also, the beer is just the, the fucking worst beer on the planet. I mean, like, I, I, I'm not judging what he likes to drink, but I'm just saying in terms of, like, alcohol content and all that, one beer is not going to make him just be like, all right, I'm loose now. And, you know, like. Yep, yep. Uh, and then. Barley water. Yeah, right. It, he it just portrays him as this like morally compromised, you know, rogue alcoholic cop, and he's just he's none of that. I mean, again, Peter, no. we watched Sixteen Blocks and The Gauntlet just last week. Mm-hmm. Those guys were morally compromised, uh, you know, cops or yeah. whatever. It's just, it's just... Yeah, well, this wasn't about to do anything. Wait, just wants to get yeah. the job done. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. So he partners with Jackson, the FBI agent, and they discover Carradine's weapon smuggling operation. Uh, Wilkes takes his daughter. Falcone returns to tell Norris he knows Carradine took his daughter to Mexico. So Norris heads to Mexico, tries to shut out his partner. He's like, it's not your fight. You after know, one beating, of those after things. beating up the henchmen. Oh, yeah. After, well, yeah, they, there's another action sequence. I mean, this movie, look, if you just want fucking action sequences, shootouts and fights, this movie delivers. Yep. I mean, there's... Like I, there's so many, I'm just skipping over them because they don't even fucking matter. They're just like every yeah. five minutes. Yeah, this movie's good. I mean, like, I, it, in terms of a 1983 action movie, it's super fucking good. But anyway, so moving the plot along, Carradine took his daughter to Mexico. Norris heads to Mexico, shouts at his partner. The FBI agent is there waiting for him in Mexico. The Mexicans are all like blessing his car and shit, and they, like I don't car, know, they're yeah. like glad he's there. Somehow finds them all uh, in a random yeah. bar. They're all, Jackson's waiting in a random bar. Thank you. Yep. And that's what I was wondering. How did they know that this I, was the rendezvous point? None of it was no discussed. Was supposed to know that he was even going. <laughs> 1983 audiences did not know that Mexico is not very small, and they just assume you go across the border and yeah. like one town. The one Everybody is. Like, that's Mexico. Like, yeah. three miles from the border. <laughs> and Rowley must have been such a badass that, like, they all knew to, like, hover around oh, yeah. his car and what he was there for. <laughs> This is a very silly, cliched movie, but uh, if you want something that functions as sort of a distillation of 80s action, movie tropes, dialogue, filmmaking, all that stuff, uh, I I think it's done rather well, and it's it's a lot of fun. It is. Uh, Agreeable tone, cast, uh, this one is pretty on point. It probably should have been about 15 minutes shorter is the one thing I thought. There, I thought that scene where they were in the junkyard where Norris gets buried in the, in the fucking car and then he Popeyes his ass out with some beer. I thought that was going to be the climax and then it had another <laughs> yeah. you know, 15 or 20 right. minutes. So. They could have cut out the survey and the land via binoculars and naked eye. All right. Right. To only come back the next day. They're going to cut that scene out, too. Yeah. yeah. We didn't really need the whole yeah. going to Mexico thing, either. It was kind of weird. Like, they could have just done all that in uh, Hacienda. In this is my Hacienda. <laughs> hacienda. He says that after yeah. he's been there. Like, Welcome to my Hacienda. Yeah. Welcome to my Hacienda. Right. <laughs> Uh, it's it's dumb fun like so, so many of these we've been watching and and I wish it was rated R that's my other complaint like I think it would have been better if yeah. there had been uh, yeah. you know some I, I don't want to be like a movie's only good if it's got boobs and like gore and, and blood but this movie seems a little disingenuous like it's trying to like have its cake and it eat it too right you know it's like everybody's getting yeah. shot and kicked and fucked oh, there's no blood it's not gory uh, the the sex scenes are fucking dumb and I don't know. It's just and it would have driven home the the complicated character that they're trying to make McQuaid seem like he is like right. Like you said, like oh, it's just a that's a guy who doesn't have his kids part time. Like yeah. you know what I mean? Like 
Right. <laughs> like, and like you know, like I said too, I've never been like a big Norris fan. Uh, you know, at least growing up, uh, he just wasn't as cool as you know Seagal or as macho as Clint or Sly or any right. of that stuff. But I had enjoyed him in in the two movies watched so far, and uh, he's basically the same guy in everything. Um, everything. Yeah, I mean, I, I've only watched you know a few of his his flicks, so I, it's it's hard for me to say. But I, based on these two, I'm excited to see more. You know, I I don't know what what we got on right. the horizon. Shit like. Uh, uh, Invasion USA is 84. Invasion USA. There's probably another one in okay. there, but uh, when did he do Missing in Action? Was that 85? Oh, yeah, that that's an, and there was like what three? Yeah, not Missing in Action three. Four. Yeah, there's at least three. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's right. Yeah. Um, I got. I don't know if I'd rewatch these the way I do like Seagal movies yes. and stuff like that, but uh, I think for a first time or whatever and and i i don't know maybe I just missed the boat on him with my age and you know him and bronson were already in there you know selling out to canon phase or whatever so canon uh, fodder. I, it, yeah canon golly i wonder if that's i wonder if you'll spot on with that though because he's like i said he's not on my radar i knew he existed but i feel like there's a gap going from seeing him in a bruce matter of fact i didn't even know that was him in fist of furies and fist of fury until i went back like yeah. years later. Yeah. So I think the toys might have been what made him, I think, either like missing an action or Delta Force, one of those, and the toys are what made him like a thing. Uh, like, yeah. To me. Yeah. I, I, I think so. I mean, to me, I, I, I didn't know him as anything as a kid, but he was famous. I, I knew. <laughs> Chuck Norris, yeah. but I was too young to see these fucking movies, and uh, right, right, he wasn't making kids' movies, but I think there was a cartoon, there were like lunchboxes, there was yep. action yep. figures, and just everybody knew who Chuck Norris was, and, and, and again, it's weird, yep. where did that, how did that happen, where did that come from, like, why, like, I, I, I don't know, I, I'm sure it's an easy yeah, Google there. away, like, <laughs> you know, what was the thing that kicked him into that, but... Put him over to it, right. It can't be shit like well, Silent is... Rage in this movie. <laughs> you know, none of us were watching that, and you know, as a four-year-old, <laughs> right? So, all right, boys. Uh, God, this is evil. stereotypical as hell. <laughs> what? Uh, it's a it's a rib. It's a rib. <laughs> it looks it's fucking good. Yeah, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Of all the things that could have come I would back fuck with, some ribs up rib. right now. A rib? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Where'd you get those from? Uh, Sass. Oh, sure. Oh, nice. Yep. Megan actually, Megan actually brought them back. I guess like her, her supervisor or boss got them for her. And um, yeah, I'm a big fan of the sampler platter there. Hells yeah. Like we'll we'll walk to you know maybe like uh, I don't know Kate likes to walk it's weird but <laughs> you know I'll walk places and and that's not too far from her house so it's inevitably kind of on the way anytime we go anywhere uh, uh, north I guess so I'm like up oh, on the way home we're gonna right. stop and get the sampler platter and it's a thing we do sometimes get you, instead of the blooming onion from Applebee's oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't need all that. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, that's not anywhere close, but I think if it was, we might do that more. I don't know. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> this last segment was brought to you by Saz is on 55th and State. Yeah, we have so many uh, fucking, uh, what do you call it? 
Sponsors. What's the word I'm looking for? Not promoters. Sponsors. Those guys. Those motherfuckers. <laughs> now, Romero, you're starting to see why we don't really have like a legitimate podcast yet. We're just, you know. Hey, uh, this is great. I'm I'm sitting over here embarrassed. I'm like, I can't get over the henchman. I'm like, damn, I think that was over the top. Like, yeah. I, I went one, one person too far. They're, I mean, yeah, they're over the top. That's not the problem. It's just, you know. These movies Brody is not my friend. So. <laughs> the the 80s, as you will find, are uh, just littered with movies like this. And it's hard to figure out which oh, ones yeah. are good, which are bad, which are the same. And it's fun watching them, you know, in succession like this, because we can probably be like, Low of McQuaid's a good one. But then what happens three years from now yep. when we got to watch another fucking one just like, yep. like, oh, my God, are we just over this? And that's probably right. what people in the 80s felt, you know, at a certain point where they're just like. We've seen too much of this shit. We get it. Cold no. War. Yeah, yeah. Yourself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Enter Steven Seagal. One thing, the, the last Steven Seagal point I was thinking of is, if you watch his movies, he never gets hit. Oh, no. He Especially he, like the- he had a thing about it to the point where he was like, I will, I will. he was so mad in executive decision where he had to die. You remember the one with Kurt, Kurt Russell? Kurt Russell, yeah. Really which I was it. shocked. I'm like, like he would not come out of his trailer for you know uh, like 90 minutes or whatever script, and they were just he? like he didn't read the script no <laughs> he was like oh a new movie i'm in and then he realized he died and he had already like signed on for it and he couldn't That's take it back fucking... like kurt russell's the start of this yeah he's such a bitch man i but like i don't know i'll i'll defend seagal like not not him him personally yeah. or his politics or any of that shit but <clears> I, first I, seven I movies. His, like i said his first seven movies you know by that point yeah, you I even love On Deadly Ground. On Deadly Ground is fucking great. Actually, nowadays it's aged so well that the shit people say on like Twitter about like, oh, we never listened about how the fucking oceans are dying and the the plankton yeah. and shit. I'm like, we laughed at fucking Steven Seagal uh, yeah. twenty five years ago for saying this exact shit, and we're like, what is this doing in an action movie? And he was right. He's probably going to be right about Russia down so, there. No, I didn't say that. Word. <laughs> Steven, Steven, Steven Seagal is your Matt Damon, Ron. Is what Matt you're Damon? Saying. Why Matt Damon? Dylan? Matt Dylan? Yeah. I'm in Matt Dylan. Oh, yeah. Matt. He's my Matt Damon. I'm Ben Affleck. Seagal's Matt Damon. Yeah. We, we am just I, am make I Casey movies together. And I... Hang out. Can I be Casey? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you guys. The Evil Dead is what we got to talk about now so we can go to bed at some Woo! point. <laughs> Alright, listen guys, I watched this movie three times. Like not ever to, to like not today, but before this podcast. You wanna know why? Okay. Yep, I watched the movie. I hadn't seen it in a while, so I watched the movie. And then the the DVD I have now, we're we're gonna get into this a little bit, or I'm gonna get into it, but this is one of those movies kind of like Terminator or Night of the Living Dead or whatever, which have so many fucking DVD reincarnations because it's been sold and passed around to different studios and like every four years there's a new like you know boomstick edition or fucking uh, fleshbound edition or whatever there's been a ton of them but anyway i heard sam raimi quote uh one time he said sorry about my mic he said you the way evil dead is made to be watched is on the shittiest vhs tape on the shittiest tv possible in the shittiest like watch it in a cabin 
fucking like whatever you you do not need to see this in four well he didn't say this i'm paraphrasing but you don't need to watch this in 4k hd you no. shouldn't watch it which i watched 50, it in yeah right i know that's i mean if it's you're just still not grabbing it that now great. that's probably like yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well we know where peter falls uh but anyway <laughs> no, he's just like, like that. I'm in <laughs> I just no 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 it's All okay right. <laughs> no i got thoughts on it too because as much as i'm bullish on this movie i also got a couple criticisms but anyway I so mm-hmm, he said mm-hmm. that and I, so I was like okay that's cool because I didn't buy it after VHS in the DVD era because I was like I'm gonna wait for I'm gonna get me the Blu-ray or I'm gonna get me the 4K or whatever and then he said that and I went to Walmart and I got out of a five dollar bin and the sh- just a old school regular DVD um, I had the VHS but you can't really watch those anymore so I bought the DVD and I have not upgraded this movie since based on Sam Raimi saying you should watch this as fuzzy shitty home video quality as possible and i will say even this dvd yeah. looks a little too good from what i remember when i was a kid i remember watching it on vhs and we're watching it on a tv with the fucking turn knobs that click and clack and and stuff yep. and yep. and that's how i remember this movie uh but anyway so i watched it three times for this i watched the movie and then i watched it with the commentary by sam raimi and rod taper and then i watched it with the commentary by bruce campbell and we do not have enough time for me to get into every single crazy thing I'd like to talk about this movie, but I jotted down certain notes. But again, we start this podcast by Peter, have you ever seen this movie before? And Romero, have you ever seen this movie before? And what are your general thoughts? We'll get into all the specifics, but just so, run it off. So I had never mm-hmm. seen this one before. I'd seen Evil Dead 2 twice. And for some reason, I had heard that it was like, almost a remake of the original or you didn't really need to see the original to know what's going on in this one, which I, yep. pretty, which I picked That's up on pretty rep. quickly. Yeah. When yep. I saw Evil Dead 2. I disagree with it. I disagree with that, but we'll get into why. Sure. But, okay. Yep, yeah. Sure. You're right. That's a 100% true. Right. And I haven't seen yeah. two in 25 years, probably. Um, okay. Anyways. Uh, so it doesn't even matter. Right. Right. Uh, did, I, I enjoyed this movie. I don't want to say a lot. I enjoyed it. It's it was it was fun throughout. Uh, general thoughts is yeah. It's it's you can tell the bones of what Sam Raimi was going to become, and you you know the more you learn about what a what a pet project this was for him and Bruce Campbell, uh, it made right. it, it made it more yep. cool to when I was watching it because you know it's it's just these guys who are making pretty pretty damn good horror at at an age and a budget that you don't you know you don't see yep. much anymore and you you will rarely see ever again I mean, right early 80s were definitely a time for these budgeting yeah. horror guys you got Wes craven um, or, or late 70s even john carpenter yep. all those guys uh 100 yeah romero i you've told me that you even, love this movie and you've seen it i i think was something I, we've talked i love about. yeah I, I love Evil Dead 2 more. Okay. Um, and like for the longest time, I would get the two confused. And it is because of that, like, what, first 10 or so minutes of right. it being a, the exact same damn movie minus the characters. I think, <clears throat> um, again, I'm not, a, a, like, I, I've never taken the film class or anything, but I do like the reason I think I appreciate them is because, you know, obviously. Ash's character evolves by the time you get to Evil Dead 2. Yeah. Whereas Evil Dead 1, you're like, damn, Ash is a pussy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you appreciate it. But wouldn't you argue that that's right, maybe right, right, right. more a realistic how yes. this would pan? Like, yes, if you or I or any of us oh, yeah. were in oh, yeah. this situation, one, like, you're not going to be like, the first one, 
fucking yeah. groovy and all this yeah. other shit, you're gonna be like, holy uh, yeah. fuck. I love, uh, yeah, I love the character because you get to see, like you said, like you get to see. Um, I think Peter said it too. Like they're they're efficient at, or they love it, and um, like the the camera angles, like the oh, the Dutch angles. You got what That's they were his tra- famous. Yeah. You know, thing. Yeah, you Sam got Raimi what thing. they were trying to do. They just didn't have a lot of money, I guess. Is you know what I mean? Like, it, yeah, yeah. Well, you guys, I'm gonna, to I'm gonna, like, I'm gonna delve it. into the uh, a little. I'm not gonna Go delve ahead. into it, but I'm, I'll, I'll tell you a little bit about how. Now, here's the other thing. Also, besides watching this movie three times, last summer I read uh, Bruce Campbell's biography, um, and uh, you know, there's there's different views on how this this film came together and i think what's happened over time is a lot of it's been turned into legend you know right so when you have these movies where somebody has you know they they're young kids they go out with a small budget and they try to make this movie it's it 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 sort of evolves in this legend where everybody you talk to says something different so yeah. the commentary on Raimi and the producer's commentary is quite different than uh bruce campbell's uh the um biography from bruce campbell the stuff he talks about is quite different than the stuff you look up on wikipedia or whatever is different and i think it's it's widely considered that wikipedia is is just wrong in a lot of ways but um right you know we discussed uh, a few early thoughts on this one and we'll get deeper into uh, this movie but in a lot of ways it feels kind of like the original horror cult do-it-yourself movie and i'm sure there were movies before this you can even point at like texas chainsaw massacre which is you know a low budget another sort of thing like this but this was the first one in it was kind of at the the forefront of the vhs revolution um evidenced by the fact that this Mm -hmm. is one of the the most re-released movies like i was saying uh, just some of it has to do with the, the the company, right? So look at like Terminator and Terminator 2. You wonder why you constantly see different versions of that movie in like a fucking Walmart bin or whatever. That's right. It's the same with this one. Like the, the rights keep getting passed around to different people who buy them. There's like Anchor Bay and, you know, all these, these people who pick up these sort of... Um, Anchor Bay. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. So this movie has a, a thousand different DVDs, and they all have different special features. Some are good. Some are bad. Some of them, you know, are, are out of print. And you, if you want to get, like, the uh, leather-bound uh, fucking human skin edition or no, whatever. It's gonna cost you. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to cost you $100 on eBay or whatever now. And um, But, yeah. So, but, you know... Most cult classics, especially in horror before this, were like drive-in movies or, you know, quote-unquote midnight movies, kind of like Rocky Horror Picture Show or something like that. And this one was on the cusp of the VHS, uh, you know, sort of taking over, and that's where it found its audience. And and it's it's a similar student film-ness to it as a lot of real garbage from the time that never really made a dent and nobody cares about. Uh, but you know, this one's, this one's kind of endured. And I always thought this movie, um, or I remember this movie as having, um, a bit more polish than it really does. I, I watched it this time and I was like, this is really a, a low budget sort yeah. of student film caliber thing. I, I, for some, I haven't watched it in yeah. a while and, and, I, and I, and I thought it was a little better made than it is. I don't mean it's not well directed or well acted, but no, it's bad. It's but yeah. the 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 music and the the cuts and just mm. the way it looks it 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 has a very low budget aesthetic right yep like and that's where i think it 
And that's where I think like Evil Dead 2 influences your memory of Evil Dead, like the first Evil Dead, because right. you know what I mean? Because again, like I, I can't state enough. I thought I'd seen Evil Dead more times than I'd actually seen it because of watching Evil Dead, Dead 2. 2 and then going to kind of quasi remake. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Right. And, and we right. might as well get into this anecdote right now. Like I, I watched both this and Evil Dead 2 a bunch as a kid. I always thought Evil Dead 2 was the better movie. Uh, it's basically a remake with, yeah. you know, a bigger budget and a more assured director and a crew and cast and all that. Uh, it's funnier, but it, you know, it retains all the best horror parts of the first one. Uh, but for years, I was like, uh, don't Who's bother with. It equal? Yeah, I was like, don't bother with Evil Dead. Just fucking go watch Evil Dead 2. You know, <laughs> like it, it's, it's, it's a better version of the same thing. Right. And that's not really a hot take. I think that's what a lot of people think. And I think that's almost, uh, you know, conventional wisdom as far as these movies go. Most people will tell you Evil Dead 2 is the good one. But um, then a couple of years ago, I watched them both for the first time in a long time. And I ended up liking Evil Dead 1 a lot more than, you know, Evil Dead 2. And I don't know if it was just, uh, you know, surprised by it after not having watched it or kind of dismissed it for so long or, or what. But, you know, I, I was like, okay, now I'm all, all, all in on Evil Dead 1. And then now it's been a couple of years since I watched the two of them. And now I'm kind of like, well, no, actually, you know, maybe this one's a little sloppy and evil did too actually is the better one. So it's funny how you just sort of go back and forth with these. I don't, I don't know where you guys fall in that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a product of, of liking both movies and both those movies having, having good and, you know, not bad, but qualities you like more about one than the other. And you can, it's okay to, Right, it happens to me quite a yeah. bit too, for sure. Yeah, I, I think it's like, and this might sound blasphemous, but it's almost like Alien versus Aliens. Yeah. Like, whereas Aliens is fucking phenomenal from a action standpoint, Alien is phenomenal from like a dramatic a movie, you know. More so, yeah, like, yeah. right, 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 right. Yeah, I got because a whole. You, you get to see. I got a whole thing about how you can talk about sequels being better than <laughs> the yep. original. Yep. <laughs> Peter's like, fuck, we bring this like up eight. every time we talk about a sequel. But, <laughs> but there is this idea of like the, the original is sort of the, it, it sets the table and it might technically be the better movie, but then the sequel just now it's all established. You can just have fun with it and you can, uh, you know, whatever. And in, in, in yep. Rainey's case with this movie, it's more a matter of uh, we didn't have a budget. We were just trying to get our shit out there. We just wanted to do this, that, and the other thing, whatever. When you're talking about a movie like uh, Lethal Weapon 2 or Die Hard 2 or something like that, it's not so much that. They already had a big budget and big stars and stuff. But then you're like, okay, we got right. the setup out of the way. Now we can just have fucking fun with these characters and do all this crazy shit. And maybe you don't agree it's a better movie, but it's uh, you know the more entertaining. And, and again, the biggest comparison would be terminator and terminator 2 because you have this idea of terminator is sort of this classic everybody loves it and blah 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 but it's 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 very um it's limited by its budget and stuff by the time you get to terminator 2 it's just like yeah. fucking gloves are off game got, changer yeah we got all the budget in the world everybody loves it blah 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 <laughs> no evil dead's on a macro or micro micro level of that but uh it mm -hmm. it's the same sort of thing where we're just like we cut our teeth on evil dead we got our names out there we got this movie made 
but then by evil did too they made the movie they really wanted to make the way they really wanted to make it with a little more money and um you know that sort of thing and and and, and like you said alien and aliens is a good example too where it's just it's a completely different movie yeah but... and terminator is my other yeah the other franchise i always think of too like that yeah like they're great for two completely different reasons yeah and i don't know why i haven't watched any of these in a long time like i i love both of them but it, yeah it was weird it's kind of like i you know bounced around if i hadn't seen one in a while then i was like okay i like that one you know better or or as much or whatever and then you know then i maybe watch yeah. that one too much and i'm kind of like okay well now i'm in the mood for for this other one or something so i don't know when's the last time you guys watched this movie before uh this this was my first yeah okay 10 years yeah really okay I yeah, because I mean, I feel like. Remember when I mean, Evil Dead the remake came out? What was that? Twenty thirteen? Yeah, you're right. That's been about ten years now, which is fucking yeah. crazy, my god. Right? Yeah, yeah. So goddamn old. Yeah. Yep, that's probably when I went back and like sat down and watched all these again. And is this new one coming out? Is this this is part of the the canon, right? Well, I guess it, it's not. It, it's like not Sam directed Raimi's by Sam Raimi. He's not even a producer, I don't think. Isn't he? I think I he didn't is. See that oh, car is he? Oh, yeah, I would hope. Oh, so. yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll get into the car. No, I uh I think he probably is. I don't know. He He's was Did you guys ever watch money. Ash versus the Evil Dead and um I never like, even saw the series? <clears throat> yeah, I never even saw Army of Darkness, so that's what a loser I am. Now. Olivia and I watched that the other night. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will say that movie's great. I think uh, Ash versus the Evil Dead as a series is great. I think the remake of Evil Dead is great. Yeah. Like they, there's, there's not really a bad entry in this franchise. The problem with it is that it's just this wildly erratic franchise. Like it just, it bounces all over the place. Right. Like whoever's going to give us money to just keep making these movies or put this shit either on TV or in theaters, and right. they just keep doing it. So, um. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, we we can get into the plot of it, obviously, but uh, what are your just general impressions of it? Did you like it? Did you not like it? Were you like, I'm disappointed by this? I can see how somebody would be like, this movie is a legend. Everybody needs to see it. And you're like, I've never seen this movie before. Let me check it out 40 years later. Or are you just like, well, what the, what the fuck? Or... Uh, Peter, oh, I see yeah. you looking stoically. <laughs> yeah. I, I liked the movie. I liked the... Uh... I like how more, more and more grotesque it got as the movie went on. I Bruce Campbell was cracking me up the entire movie, even though this isn't even obviously peak Bill Campbell, but or Bruce? Did I yeah. say Bill? Jesus! All right, yeah, Bill Campbell. Campbell. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. You know him as a friend. Yeah, He's Bill. Bill. Right, Bill to you, right. Bruce. Us. <laughs> Yeah. Is Bill Campbell in... No, wait, never mind. I was thinking of the guy who was in Spaceballs. Um... Bill Pullman? Bill Pullman, yes. Oh, man. Anyways, Bruce Campbell was... was he, he keeps getting thrown into shit more and more. And, like, he just keeps getting his... And, like, more and more things spray on his face throughout the movie. And I'm just yeah. dying laughing. And I love that, even though... I'm super glad you picked up on that, because he is... I, I was going to get into it, but he is just Raimi's punching bag. And that's <laughs> what he is throughout his entire career. Like, yeah. 
every movie he makes with him. I've never seen just, anybody. I never noticed that before, but it was, yeah. <laughs> yep. I've never seen anybody struggle to get get a like plywood like like particle board shelf off of them more than him. Like every shelf he got thrown into, he was under it for at least oh, a yeah. good twenty to thirty seconds. Like, yep. like oh yeah. In addition to everything being sprayed upon him, dude is a king, man. He's he's so good. <laughs> He is. He's Love so him. good. I'm glad you guys agree on that because yeah. if anybody was going to have any sort of uh, Bruce Campbell slander the way uh, <laughs> I might have with Matt Dillon. Was <laughs> Matt <not>. Dillon. Because <laughs> if you put yourself and I think like you said too like earlier like his portrayal in Evil Dead is more realistic than Evil Dead too because it's like what the fuck? We were just going to a cabin. Like you have yep. a Michigan sweatshirt on. Yep. We just well, we're regular. That's that's you're a, my sister. You're my. That's a great point. I mean, the this is a movie that's set up is basic as fuck, right? Like this is the kids going to a abandoned cabin in the woods. This movie is already <laughs> even in 1983, tropey as fuck. Like that's that's just a, a standard yep. shit. But I think what sells it whatever is whatever the version of. Well, there's two things. Number one, they're not just like dumb teens going out there to fuck and get drunk, right? They're not like we're going to go to some no. abandoned cabin. And just, they're like they're in their twenties. They seem a little more savvy. They're, they're not, really you know, yeah, and and you know, whatever. It, it, it's not like they're just going to be the dumb, uh, you know, final girl and and guy yep. and and whatever yep. in yep. these movies. Um, the other thing that that kind of works in this movie's favor is they're not. It's not like there's a killer per se, right? It's it's not a, a Freddy right. or a Jason, and it's not like I'm getting possessed by something that I I know what it is, and we right. gotta call an exorcist or we gotta call like yeah. nobody fucking knows. Like it's just the there's no rules. It's just right. This is what happens, and now you're on board for this fucking thing, and then they try to leave. They do the smart things. Um, Although you could argue yep. they probably should have left sooner and never even gone to the place or whatever. But, um, you know, they, they just saw that shit. Like, yeah, yeah, but there, there's, there's no way out. It, it's not like anybody does or, or says anything that's completely stupid and, and that sort of thing. So anyway, I, I don't remember where we were before I jumped in there, but oh. you guys can... <laughs> <laughs> no, just like the tropes of it and like how it was just like random. And even if you think about it too, and, one thing that always stuck out to me, um, or that I always wondered whether it was, and this might be some shit that I just completely overlooked, so please don't laugh, but like, what constitutes you being turned into a zombie? Was it the trees? Right. Was it the blood? Was it getting you? Because they scratched, and I didn't, I didn't even it's think not, about that. It's like, not you. They the just... zombies were scratching the shit out of his legs. <laughs> yeah. Like, so, but he never turned, you know? That's the thing, though. It's he not. He in the pool of water. It's not zombies, yeah. and it's not possession and it's not and and Raimi's only explanation for this is like it's not like a zombie headshot kills them or you know whatever it's like the only way you can do this right. is like chop up their body and bury it <laughs> it's like and and right. and even then it might Meanwhile, it might just the trees be in, might rape you it might be in the air right you know so right. uh, it just right. goes right. from person to person and there's no like it's the original fucking uh, covid horror movie i guess i don't know <laughs> like, yeah there's just right there, there isn't, there isn't a uh, like if you get bitten or if you, it's an STD right. allegory or you know whatever right. it is, it's it's none of that. It's just these guys are, yeah, 
are fucked. I mean, they opened up this evil. Yeah. It's it's out there, and it's gonna it's gonna get them. And that's now I don't know why Campbell. Uh, well, we're getting way ahead of ourselves, but he he obviously doesn't ever gets possessed, whereas everybody else kind of does. And it seems so like if somebody dies, it bounces into the next person. Maybe that's sort of the way it goes. So they right. they they kill one of these, and then it goes into the next you know maybe weakest individual or or. I don't know. So that's what I mean. Like, there's no definitive. Yeah, like there's no definitive. Raimi. Well, you guys want some backstory on this? Because I, <laughs> I've got all kind of notes yeah, about how ahead. they, how they did this. Any of the um, the commentary or anything? So. Yeah, it's it's not so much commentary as uh, just well. Okay, so they they were supposed to take six weeks of filming for this. Um, and it went more to like 11 or 12. The budget was supposed to be $150,000, but it ballooned over 3000. The script is only 14 pages long. So that <laughs> tells you how little dialogue there was. Oh, in there. Yep. And the legend is Ramey and his friends just went into the woods and made a movie that became a major cultural touchstone and a call classic. Um, Ramey and Rob Tapert and Bruce Campbell all went to uh, high school and college together in Michigan they made a short film called Within the Woods, and they um, screened it around. And, uh, you know, young filmmakers today are realizing which you can only make a horror flick on the cheap. It's a great genre to, to you know, try to try your craft on. So that's why they settled on a horror movie, even though Raimi was more of a comedy and drama guy. And he didn't really want to make horror movies, I guess. But yeah. they figured this yeah. was the best way to get their, their uh, sort of calling card out there. Um, there's less discerning audiences. Uh, they're more open-minded and curious in a way that adult dramas and comedies right. aren't. So uh, it's aimed at younger audiences and who are who are more in it for the thrills and and all that kind of stuff. And that's why when you make a movie like this, you can you can kind of get it out there and you can actually make some money off it. Uh, Ramey has three brothers. Ivan is a doctor, but he's also his writing partner. So it's weird <laughs> that his one of his brothers also has like a normal career, yeah. but then also does this. Amazing. Ted is his younger brother, also an actor. Uh, they had a brother, uh, Xander, who, uh, who was dead. He, he drowned uh, when he was young. Oh. Um, they're Michigan boys. They love TV movies, magic, and all these kind of like tricks and stuff. So it makes sense <laughs> that when you watch these movies that, you know, they got all that kind of stuff in there. Uh, Raimi is a huge three stooges fan which makes a lot of sense by, by the time you get to yeah. Evil Dead 2 and certainly Army Evil of Dead Darkness. Evil Dead 2, yeah. Yeah. Uh, where are you guys in Army of Darkness? Like I said, I watched this the other night with uh, one of the kids. Hadn't seen it in a while. Army of Darkness is, I don't know, a, a completely me, different it, movie than this in terms of a number three, technically. But go yeah. ahead. You... And I think for, yeah, and that's kind of how it is for me too. It's like I have to step outside of like, it moves from the realm of horror to me into like space balls or like slapsticky. Right. Yeah. I'm not taking it. It's not I'm horror. Not no, it's not scary. A horror movie. Yeah. You're right. 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 Well, army or uh, evil dead two ends with that scene where Ash drops into, uh, what becomes army of darkness, you know, the Henry, the red, uh, yeah. era 15th century or whatever that would be. Um, so I guess it's cool they picked up on that, but then we're like, okay, if we're going to really do this movie where he's went back in time, it's going to be silly and crazy to have a guy who is a 20th century dude in 
in that time frame, and and they really lean into it, and it's it's super funny, it's super fun, it's not Evil Dead at all, but it's at all, it's definitely its own super cool thing that I don't know. I think people should should watch. Peter, you should watch our. Yeah, movie. I agree. I, I'm excited to see it actually, especially after today watching Evil Dead. So yeah. And then, you know, they talk about stuff Might like well. Three Stooges and how they were fans. Like, you can totally see that in Army of Darkness. There's all this, like, it, it, literally, yeah. Ash is, like, doing this and, you know. Yeah, <laughs> like, back in his ear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah a, it's when you said good. that, that was the first thing I thought of. Like, Holy shit, okay, that makes sense. And you you guys, we all are probably the last generation of uh, kids who probably remember watching shit, like, Three Stooges, Green Acres, Gilligan's yep. Island, Bewitched, Mr. Ed, all Little this Rascals. shit. Yeah, no, all this stuff Little that Rascals. was was two or three or even four decades before we were born, uh, yep. you know, on TV and stuff. I, like, my kids are never going to just have to, like, turn on Super 18 when they're homesick from school and watch Green Acres <laughs> and, you know, Bewitched and or stuff. Or H- H- Hogan oh, Zero. Yeah, Hogan yeah. Zero. Batman, the old <laughs> so they're gonna watch, yeah, the old Batman, right? Yeah. They're gonna watch fucking YouTube all day long, yeah, or something. Exactly. but um, right, right. So, so we we're probably the last generation and the the kids who grew up watching Evil Dead and Army Darkness uh, that are gonna appreciate the the Three Stooges sort of throwaway. I don't know if my kids would know what to make of. Like I said, I watched Army Darkness with my oldest daughter. She's thirteen. Watched it a couple nights ago. She loved it. She thought it was fun and funny and uh, you know action and gory and all the stuff it's supposed to be it it works on its level 100 percent. even for a kid who she's like my age when that movie came out and she understands the absurdity of it yeah that's that's an awesome thing she understands the absurdity but she doesn't understand she's not gonna be like oh that's some three stooges shit oh yeah yeah yeah, like she's not gonna say that you know so right right so these guys doing that you know at that time uh you know i think that that has a lot to do with their uh, sort of technique and what what sets this movie and and this series apart from you know Texas Chainsaw Massacre is you know a classic but it's it's gross and gory and and blah 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 there's not that yep. humor in it whereas and Evil Dead doesn't have a ton of this but more so Evil Dead Two and definitely Army Darkness is Bruce Campbell just he's yeah you fucking... could definitely see the progression of it like moving you know from Evil Dead to Evil Dead Two to Army of Darkness right like the yeah, 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 definitely. And we'll and we'll get into Bruce like, Campbell. Yeah. He's a whole other fucking level of <laughs> dude. But but yeah. Um. So uh, they 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 sell this to you know to finance it. They 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 run their own projectors. They they it's a real DIY shit. Like they do it all themselves. Um. And uh, they they film it at their college. Uh, this is. In this movie, Campbell isn't just you know the star, but he's he's producing. He's putting his uh, you know contact lenses in in the deadites. His performance is just he's he's constantly going fucking at a ten. Oh, yeah, and uh, and Raimi's direction and visuals are obviously key, but this this movie is all about it's it's all on Campbell's shoulders. I oh. mean, he's he's the one who's yeah you know, really carrying this thing, especially as it gets towards the end where there's no one else on screen yeah. and it's just, it's just him doing it. <laughs> the facial <laughs> reactions are amazing. <laughs> right. So like the one scene I appreciated was when he stood there with the ax and, uh, what's the other guy's name? Scott. He's like, hit her. Hit her. Yeah. And he's just standing with the, ax. like, 
Right. Like what? Like, and and the vi- yeah, and I, I like that about him. Like he's a, like the physical comedy. Like you know, yeah, he it's sure. almost like a silent movie, like a yep, silent era yeah. movie where his his eyes are portraying everything. Exactly. Well, this movie is like, is fourteen pages of script, and and the dialogue is like you said, yeah. Like, like you, it could have been a silent movie. They could have literally just had like title cards, right, like right. Uh, find book in attic, mm-hmm. you know, a book says this and, and you right. don't necessarily need the dialogue. Um, they had a screenplay called book right. of the dead, which becomes uh, within the woods, which is essentially a 30 minute version of evil dead. I haven't seen it. I, apparently it's on YouTube. If anybody wants to go check it out. Um, nice. But it, it, it's a more traditional kind of final girl style horror movie, uh, but it shows what, what Raimi right. can do. Um, they raised the money to make Evil Dead. Uh, initially, it's like a hundred thousand dollars, but it turns, you know, out to, you know, like I said, it, it balloons as the shoot goes on and everything. Um, and then, uh, you know, it had a premiere at, at at the biggest theater in Detroit. They're, you know, Michigan boys, so they they figured that out. Um, it's at the Redford Theater, and then it goes to Cannes, and uh, you know, from there, uh, Stephen King watches it. He loves it. He puts his quote on the poster saying, "You gotta yeah. fucking see this movie. It's crazy." I forget what the exact quote is. Um, it made a few million in theaters, <laughs> but it Stephen ex- King. Yeah, well, it exploded on video. Yeah, it was it was rated X and still technically is, uh, but they just released it as oh, wow. you know unrated now, but. But yeah, you know, right. you watch this and you're just like, okay, it's not this is an X movie by uh, you know twenty whatever standards, but um, but yeah, you you can see how back in uh, 1983 or 82, actually, this movie had a long gestation. We'll kind of get into the box office and you know how it was rolled out and all that, but um, it it took a long time. I think it was probably over a year old by the time it actually hit theaters and, and that sort of thing. But, yeah, because it kept like I noticed a lot of stuff kept mentioned in '82. So like right by the time it rolled out, it falls under eighty three. Yep. Right. Um, one thing I will say that I thought was cool, um, and again, it's mainly because knowing that they were working with a, a shoestring budget um, for Evil Dead, it's like at the well, God, I'm getting ahead of myself. The the but visual effects, we can bounce around. They, like, it, like the decomposition and such, like. You did this and you were broke. Like, I'm, okay, oh, yeah. maybe it's Play-Doh. I don't know. Like, there was some oatmeal in there, but you know what right. I mean? Like, if there's no reference point, there's nothing that precedes that as far as, like, visual effects. Like, that's genius, you know? Yeah. No, I mean, it's they did, they did a great job. And uh, like I said, I've got a, a couple details about some of it. But, yeah, I kind of yo-yoed on this one. Like I said, I, I thought it was not as good as evil dead 2 as a kid and then i watched him again a while ago and i was like oh, actually, i actually like evil dead better and now i'm watching this one and i'm like yeah it's a little more you know kind of cheesy that i remember it um so i don't know i i have not watched evil dead 2 again after these because i watched this movie three fucking times <laughs> um i did watch army in darkness just because yeah i i figured the kid might like it um but but yeah i i, I don't know i it, it's it's hard to say. I think it depends what you like better. Do you want something that's a little more in the horror vein, or do you want something that's more in a little uh, more polished uh, horror comedy vein? I think for what this movie is, like I said, I was a little taken aback by... I, I, I knew it was kind of a low-budget, essentially student film, but I thought it didn't feel as much like a low-budget student film as when I watched it right. now, and 
some of that that opening dialogue and the way things are cut and the sound <laughs> and and all that stuff it it does seem a little more um, yeah. low budget. One second the car window. Yeah, Peter, you were you. Yeah, you were kind of like, uh, I guess it's fine, but it's pretty cheap. So maybe you're the one. <laughs> he to... had blood all over his face when he ran past. Where did yeah, he go? Right. Right. And 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 when you understand what they put into this movie, like, yeah, you're not going to get the perfect editing of it. You're not going to. But but that kind of added yeah. to its charm to me. Like it was, it was it was yeah. so funny. Like one one half second he'd have a ton of blood on his face. The next second it would be gone, or at least little streaks. <laughs> Then he go back, yeah, which is right. fine because, like, yeah. yeah, this movie's this movie is not pretending to be anything different than what it is. Yeah, but also, I'm not sure that we were as accustomed to what they were doing back. Then. You know, now if you were to watch this movie and somebody made this, you'd be like, "Oh my god, they're going to fucking Cabin in the Woods." This movie looks like shit. Yeah, it yeah. sounds like shit. Like yeah. this has been done. But like you said too, it didn't even follow the. Final girl. I don't even, what movie Oh no, this movie this movie like... trumps tropes. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I, I'm not saying yeah. that. I just Yeah. It, in terms of watching it through eyes of not having been there for its sort of cult. Sure. Yeah, it's a little it's a little hard to you know necessarily gauge why why people you know jumped onto it but but again if i was you know 12 years old in 1983 and like i saw this shit on video i bet i'd be like holy fucking oh yeah my brothers loved that movie (laughs) both my brothers you know were teenagers when that movie came out and they loved that movie yeah well, and again, in Evil Dead 2, you know, the horror is kind of played for laughs. Uh, you know, it, it's shock laughs, but still laughs. And it's not, uh, you know, the energy right. of this movie. So despite 2 having right. this rep as, uh, you know, this quasi-remake and Raimi and company, you know, have have different intentions and all this other stuff. Uh, it just seems like this movie is is sort of like on its, on its own, on like a little island in the Evil Dead universe, whereas the rest yeah. of it's been more about yeah. You know, trying to fuck with expectations and that sort of thing. Did you guys like the remake? Anybody see that? The the 2013 one? I did not. I gotta watch it again, now that you say that. Yeah. Like, I, I did watch it, and I think, I don't know, like, I get annoyed with, like, the remakes, but then I was like, oh, you know what, that's kind of cool, though, because it was, what, like, what, 30 years to the... Yeah, because it came out in thirteen. So yeah, I was 13. like, okay, maybe we're, we're at the ten year now, and we got Evil Dead Rise now. So now we got to deal with that one. <laughs> right, right. Hey, um, Halloween! Yeah, right. It. Well, it's not that bad yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's like a lot of these sequels, and and Peter, we've said this, uh, where you think of part one, you know, as sort of the like like i was saying it's it's kind of this is the the base or whatever and then you get to number two and it's like they can they they sort of really realize what they were trying to do or wanted to do and they couldn't do in the first place whether it's because of budget or or whatever it is and i don't know if that makes two better i still have a you know fondness for the original of a lot of these movies and yeah that sort of thing but yeah sometimes you're just like which one do i want to throw on or watch like i'm gonna pick lethal weapon 2 i'm gonna pick dire 2 i'm gonna pick predator 2 which is a hot take i guess i'm so i'm told on twitter but (laughs) i love predator 2 that must be that's that's one of the that that falls in one of the sequels that are as good as if not better than the originals right all three of those man (laughs) 
Uh, <laughs> At least as far I know, as Peter I know and I have said. <laughs> yeah, you're yeah. right. I, no, I, I agree. Prayer to, man, I don't know. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to say, like, the simplicity of the jungle and Schwarzenegger and his, you know, badass team is like, that's, that's all good. But I, I don't know. I, Look, I, I, like I love, I really love too. I had a blast seeing too. I just, I, yeah, yeah. The first one's got that, like, it's got that special place. That's such a, right. Yeah. I mean, it's, they're, they're very different movies too, though. Yeah. Like you said, yeah. it's Schwarzenegger. Well, it's like Die Hard too. And, yeah, we, we, people are just like, how can you like Die Hard 2 better than Die Hard? It's not that it's a better exactly. movie. It's just that, exactly. I don't know, different. which one am I going to throw on right now? What you want to watch. That's all that matters. Yeah. yeah. I, w- I want to watch some planes explode. I, I want to watch John McClane, like already as John McClane, mm-hmm. you know, like I don't need to see the right. the progression. Like I just, I like New York the cop that. with a backlog of scumbags. <laughs> yeah. Or, hey, Colonel, blow yeah. me. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's just... right um i read somewhere it was a predator thing and you probably already know this because you you guys are like way more well versed in movies than i am but oh, I predator was that. like a a euphemism for sex really and uh, i'm it looking was? it up as we speak but i didn't want to miss uh between yeah, schwarzenegger was... and uh carl weathers or <laughs> Like masculine, I think it was like yeah, masculine. right, masculine. Yes, exactly. It's the whole fucking oh, yeah. Uh, you know, that's, them, why she, like, that's why that's why they didn't fuck with the woman. Like it was. They like, shake yeah. hands one time and both their muscles are flexing and everyone's like, "I like how you call that shaking hands." Yeah. You know what I mean? It's it's a, it's a very <laughs> that fucking shot is just like clow. Oh. Yeah, no, I'm... you're like these guys are either fucking yeah. or you want to fuck them. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how to answer that. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> uh, what do you? Hey, let me ask you this: In an Evil Dead scenario, you guys staying in this place, or are you fucking head? Walking it? Nah. Hold on, hold on, nah. hold on. Before you answer, just okay. just think of this, okay? Because here's my thing. Um, now everybody who watches a horror movie is like. Just, just get the, the fuck, fuck out of there, you morons. Yeah. Like, yeah, like, why would you go into this house? Why would you ever do this I, thing? Now, however, you can use whatever mental gymnastics you want to kind of, like, you know, talk yourself out of this situation. Like, and I do this all the time, and I can't think of the situation or the scenario, but a week ago, literally, I was like, oh, you know, don't worry about that. I was like, oh, my God, that's exactly what some motherfucker would say at the beginning of a horror movie right now. <laughs> like, like, this is exactly where, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know... Somebody comes out shooting her, or a car crashes, or a zombie rolls. Out. I don't remember what it what it was, but I'm just saying we do that all the time, sure. right? There's the so many times where people are like, "Like I'm scared of this. Like let's not go in there." And you're just like, "Shut the fuck up!" Like, what, why would we not go into this place right now? There's no such thing as ghosts, you weirdo. Yeah. Like that's the thing, right? So this idea that these kids are are and they're not even kids. They're like we said, they're twenty something ishes, I assume. They're not yeah. typical teen, uh, you know, early, early to mid twenties, drinking, sex, yeah. yeah, yeah. They're going there just to actually like, you know, get away for a while or whatever. They're more like vacation people. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. Point is, right, right, like whatever. The fuck they're, they're going to not flip the fuck out probably at every little thing. They're going to be like, listen, we. You know, a, a goddamn window breaks when a tree falls through it. There's an illogical explanation for that. This is not something. Right. Tra- but at what point do you think you guys would be like, ah, 
I went down to the basement, and guess what? There's a bunch of shit hanging on the walls, and I found this weird recording and a book bound in human flesh. Yeah. Like, at what point are you just like, ah, we should probably go? I'm like, I'm good. <laughs> like, right. I, I, not that it matters, because mind yeah. you, the bridge is out, and you're not going to be able to leave no matter what. But I'm just saying, like, would you have thought perhaps to uh, get the fuck out of there before these guys did? Yeah, I'm just running. Yeah, dude. I'm running with chainsaw. I mean, I, I, I mean, but then again, the so like. I mean, I get it that they they rented it on the equivalent of Airbnb yeah, at the time, but I, I mean, I feel like right, like there couldn't have been that many rooms in that small ass cabin in the first place. <laughs> like, um, I'm trying to think what would have been my first warning. The bridge sign. even getting there would have been the warning. Sign. Bridge, <laughs> yes. the bridge. Fuck that. I'm not. I'm not taking this eight ton yeah. car over this bridge. Right. This get out of. Cedar and yeah. shit. Like I'm not doing it. <laughs> Eighty two beer. We can hike around. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. Dude, don't disrespect the car. Right. It's in everything. <laughs> right. The land yacht. Yeah, not making no. it across. Yeah, no. I think that would have been the my first. Yacht. Like. I mean, would your first clue be the like creepy shit on the walls? Would it be the weird basement? That? Would it be the tape? Oh, look, the, the clock book? stopped moving. The, the porch what? is acting yeah. crazy before they even walk in the house. The porch swing. Yes. The swing. Peter. The ah, swing. The yes. goddamn porch swing. To... What? Yes. Like and... You have to spin reality. <laughs> what do you mean? Reality? You said Peter. Saying, yeah, you got oh, okay. it. Yeah, I know. I'm just like, <laughs> like you got yeah. it, man. <laughs> Is that a thing I was going to say? No, you're right. I mean, that that's exactly it. And I think, you know, that's obviously the charm. Is nobody's like, they didn't get the port. So I, like, everybody's making this fucking movie knows that these guys are, like, walking into a fucking Except nightmare that. shit show. But... They unpack like, well, oh, well, that but, was weird. But... but, but, Peter, that's what I'm saying. I'm trying to, like, head this off of the past, which is that I understand that it seems weird that people would not just leave, but I also get how you would explain away, like, listen, motherfuckers, just drove all the way out here. Ghosts aren't real. Shut the fuck up. We're not walking away because a porch swing is bumping around. Like, Maybe there was a draft. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> the Northeast. Maybe there's a little, like, <laughs> midget under the thing, like, messing with us. <laughs> Daniel Freshman from Head of the Class. This came out the same week as Lone Wolf McQuaid, you guys. <laughs> That guy, double billing. Falcone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was Falcone. With the, with the reversible picture. <laughs> oh, yes. Goodbye. <laughs> Sorry, now we're back. Oh, he could have caught him. Now we're back on McQuaid. Sorry. Oh. He could have physically stopped him from going back. Anyway, right. Wouldn't, wouldn't you guys be like, though, like, like life isn't a movie. Get it together, weirdo. <laughs> It's happened to me plenty, you know, I, I, like I said, recently right. even, I've just sort of been like, just don't worry about this. But then at the if same I time, I'm like, this is exactly what some fucking guy who dies in a first in a horror movie says, you know, but, yep. but I didn't die. That doesn't As a black happen, man, so. yes, I would have said that. Oh yeah, you're fucked. I, As a black man, <laughs> I, yes, I would have said, as that fifth wheel, I would have said that. But if I was one of the two couples, probably not. Like I'd have. Right. I would have suspended reality as long as I could have. Well, let me say this. Even as a the... black man who might be more prone to thinking like, okay, I'm going to be the first one well, dead. that. The bridge. But, no, but, well, that was after the fact, though. I'm saying, like, <laughs> would you go into a situation where, like, and like I said, this happens to me often where I'm just like, I catch myself going like, whoa, that's, if, if I'd have done this in a horror movie, I would be dead right now. But 
have you ever like not gone into a building or not parked your car somewhere or 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 let your I did the opposite. Like I actually, say, like, I actually tested, and this is a story for another day. I actually tested all of the shit the day, I man. from horror movies in a no, no. This is a long ass story, and I think I saved this person's life just by sitting and being through the trauma with them. And I actually have recording of this shit, like, but. I put myself in a situation where it's like, okay, all of my knowledge of horror movies is going to come into play because I clock exits in the whole nine. <laughs> it was it was during my era of what if. Again, you need some exposition for that. But, yeah, no, in this situation, driving there, well, eh, then again, it is the 70s you know, or the early 80s. You don't have, like, the same, whatever. <laughs> Fuck it. That bridge. What happened, Peter? Up, like, the fact that I couldn't get that car, I'm going back to the bridge. And then the swing. <laughs> And then the leather-bound book. Fuck that. No. Yeah. There's well, so many red okay. flags. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. I didn't get to that yet, but I'm like, at a certain point, book. you go down to the basement, and then you find a tape recording and a professor, so I wanted to chop yep. his wife up into pieces. And then there's a book. And you're like, maybe it's time to go. However, it wouldn't matter, because if you tried that, the bridge is fucking yeah, out, and that's it doesn't true. matter. But... But yeah, at that point, it's too late. Yeah. You're right. So I might have got caught there if if the if the bridge and if the bridge and the swing didn't deter me, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm ass out. <laughs> but okay, but you would have left at a certain point, but again, the same point that the people in this movie would have left. So you wouldn't have like that's what I'm saying. Like shit, ha- like this happens. I'm like, oh, I sound like the fucking first dude in a horror movie right. right now, you know? And but you know, you just yeah. go on about they were, yeah, they were in too deep. You're right. Happens. Scott was definitely in too deep. The girl, uh, I can't remember the one who got raped by the tree. Like, <laughs> you can make a case. Did you? Well, Scott was like, I was looking at, I was looking at him like, motherfucker, we just need to sit back to back in the middle of the cabin and protect ourselves as a group. But he's like, I'm, I'm going to find a trail. No, you're not. Like, <laughs> you saw yeah. it happen. Do you think it's like, the difference of being? in a cabin versus being on like the streets of Milwaukee. Cause like when this shit happens to me, I'm like, Oh, I, nothing's happening in my car right now because I'm on the streets of Milwaukee. But do you think if like you're out in the fucking woods and some weird yeah. shit happens, you're like, who the fuck you know could funny? be here right when now you... doing this except a spirit. Yeah, It's funny that you say that because I was just talking to somebody about that. Like about like, and I think I'm I, obviously you guys have seen this. If I picked up on it somewhere, but they talk about like the different tropes for horror movies or like the settings. And how with, like, Great Britain, it was always a city. With Japan, traditionally, it was, like, stuff related to, like, radiation. Right. With us, it was the country, like, as Americans and such. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I I mean, it would have been easier to navigate that in a metropolis, you know, versus, like, the boondocks. Where, oh, 100%. Also, there's, like, yeah. more people to be affected. So there's, like, safety in numbers, affected right? By, you're not yeah, worried yeah. about when you're one of Definitely. four people and Definitely. three of them are already dead and possessed and whatever, like, you're... It's uh, spirit, get them. Right, right, right. Hey, yeah. you knock it off. <laughs> Sorry, it's a, it's a uh, dog. It's not a sp- but but the other problem is it's not just about people getting possessed and whatever. But then you also have to like uh, fucking dissect them in order to kill them in this movie. Yeah. So not only are you asked to be completely freaked out with the fucking horror of this whole thing, but it's like now you need to be a type of person who's going to chop up your sister or your girlfriend or your sister, right? Your girlfriend, right? Like or, or your best friend. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Ask got put through it. Like Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and fellow. and you know, technically this this force or or force of the dead or whatever it is, uh, you know, it it's it kind of possesses them one by one. But like you said, how does it 
how does it take over or or what's the right because we don't know what came through the window for like girl two right i I can't remember their names in order (laughs) well linda was his girlfriend but either way but i like the possession aspect here you know they're they're not yeah. Typical rules of possession where it's like a zombie film or, yeah. or, or possession. You know, there's there's the way you kill them is not a headshot. Like I was saying, there's no serum. Nope. There's no exorcism. You have to fucking dismember <laughs> them. And, uh, you know, it's a possessive force or whatever. Daylight won't help you. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. It's not something in, injected. Yeah. It, it has to get in your eye up. or, you know, again, an STD type thing. It's, <laughs> right. it, it's just in the yeah. air and goes from person to person. I think it like, goes after the weakest, maybe. That's why like Campbell never quite gets yeah. possessed. Or maybe that's just a, a flaw in the movie where they got to keep the hero safe. But, um, you know, I, I think it just kind of goes by the, the least strong or the most vulnerable. And, and it's it's wild you say that, too, because the whole blood in the eye thing, I realized like, every time I would watch even Evil Dead 2, it's based, like, I'm looking at it through the lens of, like, how movies have evolved, right? So now, the most recent time I watched it, it was like, okay, is it blood in the eye? Like, you know, like, because of 28 Days Later. Right. You know what I mean? Like, so, yeah, it, there is no rationale. Like, nothing. I'm like, he fell in a fucking pool of water, and then he, you know, in Evil right. Dead 2, he looks up and he's like, oh, He's mutated, but yeah. that was just in that moment. Like, yeah, you know. Yeah, but what's cool about that it is if you great. know Maybe the origin right. or the source, you you can figure out a right. way to stop it. You can't do that in a movie like Evil Dead, no. where you know it's it's just it's confined to this space. Nobody knows what's going on. It's an ancient evil. You woke it up because you spoke some stupid words, and now you're <laughs> fucked. And I I don't know you know exactly how Bruce Campbell. Uh, let, let's let's talk. Well, hold on. Before we talk Bruce Campbell, which I do want to do because he's amazing. Yeah. Uh, why are they burying everyone? Like, it didn't like even if, matter. If we were all in a cabin a with our wives. Okay, say the six of us went to the fucking, and I had to like murder three of you. I'm not gonna yeah. bury you because at some point I'm assuming the mm-hmm. cops are coming back there and we're gonna have to talk about this. And they're gonna be like, uh, you buried them. Like, like. Y- they were possessed. You had to kill them. You had no choice, right? But then you took the time to drag them outside, bury them, and you know. And this happens two or three times in this movie. That's a that's a really yeah, weird. Yeah. Uh... And then he realizes it's all of... not worthwhile he's anyway because then he grace. finds out he has to dismember them. So the one he buries, she comes back out. And she's like, Bah! and then he has to fucking just chop her up into a bunch of pieces. Right. And... Granted, he didn't know that, but, but either way, like, why would you? Go, why would your move be to bury? Just throw them fucking outside or something, and wait for the cops to show up. There's a bridge right down the fucking road that you can't cross. Like, there's got to be water. That too, like, you still want to disappear the bodies. Like, that makes you look, uh, you know, guilty by suspicion. Like, if we all just thought this was a weird, random thing and didn't know that we might have to get rid of these bodies so we too do not get possessed, I would be like, let's leave them around so we can tell the cops what fucking happened. It's going to look weirder if we bury them or throw them yep. off a goddamn bridge. Plus, let's put them in let's go bury it in the middle of the night. It's already a possessed cabin. You don't want to be out there digging graves. And it's a lot of work. Yeah. I mean, this is... That was yeah. a weird thing. But... So you mean only one out of... Cops no. aren't going to believe Yeah, like you're not going to be like, hey, copy, turn into a true. fucking deadite. They're going to be like, what's that? Right. What's that, stoner? More so only one right. of them For got murder. up and attacked you out of the two, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Even so. Zero proof. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's talk Campbell. This movie, uh, and therefore uh, Raimi and, and everything else that he's been in with Campbell, uh, or that Campbell's been in 
via Raimi. Uh, it becomes this thing throughout where uh, uh, Campbell's essentially just Raimi's fucking punching bag. He's like the wily coyote in these movies, and it, it peaks at Army of Darkness. So, Peter, if you've never seen that one, I you should definitely fucking check it out. Yeah. Watch. I'm going to. My, oh, wife, yeah. my wife actually loves it, so I'm going to His whole point is to torture yeah. uh, Campbell. And, and by all accounts, uh, not just what's on screen, but like I said, I, I listened to these commentaries, I read the book and all that. Um, it, him, him, uh, falling and getting hit and, and all that. Like I said, it, these, the, it, it just happens over and over again. And Raimi, <laughs> even up to this year or last year, when was Dr. Strange in the mouth of madness? Was that last year? Okay. Last year. Yeah. Bruce last Campbell year, has a yeah. bit part in it. Like he does in all of Raimi's movies and, yep. and in all these movies, he's getting his ass kicked. And in Dr. Strange, he's a street vendor and he gets possessed by Strange and has to literally beat his own fucking ass like into the ground. And hence, this is their relationship. He's like, listen, we grew up together. We started this whole thing together. I grew up to be a multi-millionaire uh, fucking director of Marvel movies. I'll still put you in my shit, but guess what you're going to have to do? Beat your own fucking ass in yes, right, on the goddamn right. sidewalk and uh, everybody's going to laugh at you and you can go off and shoot <laughs> right. notice Buy sticks or whatever, you cart. piece right. of shit. Yeah. What the fuck, Sam Ray? <laughs> it was it was like a uh, a Frank Drebin, Zucker yeah. Brothers style. Like He gets thrown into a shelf and then the shelf oh, no. falls oh, onto yeah. him. You think this movie is Zucker Brothers? <laughs> Wait till you see Army of Darkness. Army of Darkness is... Times ten. I can't there's wait. no yeah. way. There's no way to remove that particle board off of him. Like he's under it, and he's flailing. Like, <laughs> yeah, and it's not just like he could. He could have made this movie with him as a more conventional hero. Like he's just you know getting his ass beat or whatever. But like, no, he's he's fucking you know in the woods. He's he's covered in dirt, and you know, Raimi puts him in you know these movies where he's just getting punched in the face and it's just like he's literally just Raimi like uh, that's their that's their thing like we're we're boys but guess yeah, what you want blood be vomited movie. onto you yeah right exactly yeah <laughs> uh, yeah and like I said Army of Darkness that looks like semen Army yeah. of Darkness is their opus it's you know it's just <laughs> yeah Campbell just leading man he and he shows that that's the problem with army darkness i feel bad about this too for campbell it's like this was the movie where he's like he's buff he's in shape he looks great he's funny he's he's charming he's a dick he's an asshole he's every fucking thing and they're like this is the thing that's going to make you a fucking leading man bruce here we go and then that movie does not do well um because because evil dead fans don't know what to make of it they're like this is a fucking comedy everybody else is like what is this we've never even heard of evil dead or bruce campbell or sam raimi or anything thing and it it just doesn't do well but it's just like that that's probably the thing that's like these guys meeting in the middle of here's here's what we want to do and here's awesome we can be and unfortunately stiffs and doesn't work and and then he goes into doing shit like like i was saying like burn notice and uh, yeah bubba hotel well and and these are movies people like but he kind of becomes this sort of comic-con cult yeah. yeah, cult hero. Right, right, yeah, right. Exactly. If you know, you know. Like he's the definition of that. Right. But he's a terrific actor. He's a physical comedian. He's underrated outside of the uh, Comic Con set or whatever. And um, yeah, I don't know. The Army of Darkness is great. Uh, there's also Ash versus Evil Dead. I, I, Peter, you didn't see it. Did you yeah. watch that Romero at all? I didn't watch. I watched. I, I think the pilot. And once 
once a series gets too far gone, like it gets past me, sometimes I just never go back and watch right. because I hear you. I start thinking about the amount of time. Yeah, but, you yeah, put like it in the first it out. episode. Right. Yeah. But it was good. It was good. It, it seemed great. Like, yeah, I mean, I. It, it is. It's it's a super good thing. I think people should should watch, but it's not again like this movie we're talking about, or or maybe even like right. the second one. All the second ones heading there, but it's uh it's it's definitely not the low budget bunch of friends making a movie, you know that kind of thing. So I would say Ash, if you want to see Ash at his vo- most vulnerable stage in life, it, it definitely is Evil Dead. Whereas. After that, yeah, he turns into an ass kicker. Like, yeah, he's a little more of an action hero. And Evil Dead Two is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, nothing against it. I think uh, it's it's probably the better movie. I'll, at least now, like I said, I keep going back and forth if I wait a decade in between watching these or whatever. But um, I I think it's it's, <laughs> it's the best of all worlds. You know, between Army of Darkness yeah. and, and Evil Dead, it's it's the classic uh, fucking American tale of these guys just doing it and, and getting it out there and you gotta you gotta love and respect that and and look at Raimi he went on to be a fucking Marvel director and uh, Bruce Campbell's this cult icon and stuff like that so yeah 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 yep. can't mess with with either one of these movies Norris uh, you know he went on to check the stranger oh we didn't we didn't even get into the fucking lawsuit this is <laughs> this is real quick just getting through it because I I didn't write anything down or research it cr- prior to this but I'm gonna read it off Wikipedia Norris credits this film with leading inspiration for his television series Walker Texas Rangers premiered a decade later yet the pilot had to be written and the characters names changed since all things of McQuaid were copyrighted by Orion Pictures the original co-producer of the series was the Canon Group, which, like Orion, is now absorbed into MGM. Uh, so anyway, uh, Steve Carver and his producer sued the producers of Tex- Walker, Texas Ranger for $500 million. MGM and CBS had bigger and better and more lawyers than we did, all the way to the Supreme Court. He added that the lawsuit was the reason Chuck Norris and he parted ways. So I guess him and this guy never made anything together. I don't know. Oh, yeah, over a five hundred million dollar oh, lawsuit. Geez. Who'd have thought? Yeah, all right, we gotta go. <laughs> Man, I gotta piss. All right, all right, no, no, Romero. Uh, I'll I'll reach out to you if yeah. you want to do those next two movies. That's fine. I don't even remember what they are, but uh, yeah, The Hunted and yeah, let us know, man. What was the other one? What's the other one? All right, uh, Valley the hun- Girl. The Hunted and right. Valley I've been, Girl. I've been meaning to watch that. I'm down with Valley Girl. All right, yeah. Romero. Thanks so much. It was great. Hey, uh, listeners, I do this thing even though nobody's listening. Remember to rate, like, subscribe. I think that's the main one. Uh, comment. And uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, all that's in that.